0: Oh. What? Are you a boner guy? Oh, I was a boner guy. What a dick. You know what? I miss penis. What are you talking
1: about? I'm the one who should apologize.
0: Cuz cuz a roue. Cuz a It's
2: showtime. <laughs>
3: W A T P. W A T P. Hello, everybody. It's the Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that talks to weirdos from different subreddits and treats them with all the respect they deserve. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, a man who probably could name the
4: 1986 Mets starting rotation. It's Christian Blatt. What's happening, Christian? Well, you got, uh, you got Doc, uh, obviously Ron Darling, and, uh, uh, jesse uh, or uh you know some other guys uh, Please great go to, to be back carl thank you <laughs> who are these dot counting their email address voicemail number link to our subreddit link to the discord server link to
3: our merchandise link to our youtube channel and the link to patreon and supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month and you can watch us do the shows live on youtube every wednesday and saturday when we record them or anytime thereafter and also i should point this out i don't say this enough when you sign up for our patreon You get the entire back catalog. Everything we've done, we just released today. Easy for you to say, part 13. We're five hours into Suttering John's autobiography. And that's a series worth checking out in and of itself. But there's tons of bonus material on our Patreon and Supercast. And when you sign up, you get the entire back catalog, as well as the new stuff that comes out uh, every week or every other week, at least there's always new things going on. And you can watch us do this live. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you review podcasts, and then shit all over us in the comments section so it's fun to read when the review girls come on and read the reviews. Hannah will be on later today, which is not something I should ever guarantee. But first, (laughs) we'll be reviewing a show called Hey Riddle Riddle. This was a suggestion from Christian. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. It's a show hosted by Ed O'Rafi, John Patrick Cohn, also known as JPC, and Aaron Keefe. And this show has been on for about four and a half years now. Before we get into it, I feel like this is an important thing to say. If you haven't heard of Hey Riddle Riddle, and I hadn't, they have 6,768 patrons on Patreon. Now, they do have a $1 tier level. So I don't know how much money they're actually making. They don't show you that. But on their Patreon you know, it says like Carl is uh, creating podcasts. It'll tell you what why you would support a Patreon. Theirs is Hey Riddle Riddle is creating Riddies and Puzzies, which oh. all I can think of is Florentine. <laughs> when I hear Riddies and Puzzies, we're getting yeah. a little cute, <laughs> getting a little too cute here, fellas. Not a good sign. Now, Christian, you have a lot more clips than I do. I was in, like three different episodes, and I was like pulling clips, and, I, and I, I, I there's a lot to clip here. There's a lot to talk about, obviously. Yeah. And at a certain point, I got to a certain number, and I went, you know what, I should look at Christian's email and see where he's at. Oh, I, I better stop right now. I yeah. got to stop clipping stuff right now.
4: Yeah, I had uh, 50 clips, and uh, I'd be, uh, I'd stand by 40 of them at this point. Okay. And uh, I think the most important thing is you mentioned the three hosts. The description of the show from Apple Podcasts says, three of Chicago's most overrated improvisers. And then it talks about how they have – you know, all the the puzzles and the riddles and everything. And I, I, oh, sorry, the Puzzies and Riddies. I I, I forgot that uh, we're trying to save time here with the abbreviations. Well, it's just fun. It's just good fun, Christian. Yes, we're having fun. And uh, they do a lot of live shows and uh, they seem to have fun. Um, But uh, I I didn't really have fun. And as we go through it, it's a really hard show to clip in in one way in that uh, I, I tried to not have my clips be too long. But some of them are. But the episode I listened to starts on an immediate wrong foot, and uh, I guess they're trying to just be wacky and let you know, like, ah, oh, crazy stuff happens behind the scenes because you know anything can happen, and usually does. Uh, so, clip one instantly, I already disliked these people.
5: <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so Whoa. sorry. <laughs> well, well, well.
4: Sneeze. What Miss do we have? Here? No, no. no. No, I mean, I could see starting my show that way, but uh, I, I don't know. They, they, It's like it's recorded. It's not live. They didn't have to start with a sneeze. So I'm already I'm already annoyed instantly. Then they uh, go into shtick. And I don't know about the episodes you listen to, but uh, they have uh, the worst kind of shtick, improvised shtick. And they set a little scene and uh, you kind of get the feeling that Aaron, the, one of the co-hosts, it, like 20 seconds in she's like oh i i don't think i bargained for this so i uh, play my clip number two please
5: hey Adel, um thanks so much for coming to meet with me
4: is this
6: my performance review
5: uh in a way okay. uh it's always ongoing um, i brought
6: you a cake uh here you go
5: oh thank you so much. i didn't
6: have time to frost it or bake uh, it it's just a bowl of mix
5: Oh, goodness.
4: Everything's improv. Yeah. So that, uh, oh, goodness is, uh, oh, thanks for giving me nothing to work with in this scene here. Right. You know? It's like, I got a kick. Yeah. Actually, I didn't make it. Here's a here's a bowl of ingredients. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, already. I mean, the, I, I can't believe that producer Chris isn't with us today because, I mean, his his laughter would probably be drowning out everything you and I say. Right.
3: Oh, he loves improv comedy. I know. I, I should mention yeah. producer Chris called in sick today. He's got allergies. Uh, The the weather finally warmed up, and I guess Chris is allergic to summertime, so (laughs) producer Chris will not be here with us today, unfortunately. Either that or he's
4: allergic to working when the weather's nice outside, Maybe one or the other.
3: That's possible. Yeah, Uh, maybe he's
4: just like, I'd rather be outside than in Carol's basement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Me and him both. So uh, let me ask you a question before we get to my next clip. Do you think... You'd be able to name an impressionist. Anybody who does a good impression. Does anybody come to mind for you? Dana Carvey, obviously. Uh, That's a good good one. Do you think you could come up with a second one kind of quick? Yeah, I think uh, Rich Little obviously is a big one. Sure. Okay. So you did better than the hosts. You did much better than the hosts. You already come up with three. Uh, So uh, let's go with the clip three and see how they do when uh, the the topic of impressionists comes up.
5: You know how we talked about replacing JPC as a host? Oh, Yes. Um, Well, I'm bringing someone in new, a new guy in today. Oh, he has one little quirk in that it's his voice changes mm. unexpectedly to these like crazy voices all it's, the time.
6: It's like an impressionist. It's like um, Rich Little or Rich uh-huh. Little or <laughs> or, uh, yeah. so it's or like Rich Little or um, you know or, uh, or, uh, Rich Little and who's that Rich Little
4: guy? Oh yeah, yeah, Rich Little. Oh,
3: so <laughs> I mean, I felt yeah. bad even saying Rich Little because that is yeah. like the oldest name i could think of probably
4: yeah but i mean you know it's a guy who kind of carved out his career for that but uh, you know there's plenty of guys you could you could name three guys who are on snl right, right. now yeah. and then you'd have more than more wouldn't, than they would not be up difficult with. to do so yeah. i want to play some clips from uh, something i was checking
3: out Please. they recently put out a patreon promotional uh, episode it's like 10 minutes long and it's just to give you mm-hmm. a feel like what the the patreon bonus shows are like so that you'll subscribe to it So I thought, well, this must be their good stuff. You know, if they're putting it behind the paywall, people have to pay for it. So this is how um, this one starts off. And this is uh, Adel, who's uh, introducing this idea he has for show format.
6: JPC, Aaron, come on down. I have the perfect idea for a Patreon episode. This, of course, is going to be about 50 minutes or so. And it's a pretty loose concept. Um, Are you ready?
7: Yeah.
8: Great.
6: This is a little something I came up with last night, and I call it
8: Epic Rap Battles of History. What?
6: <laughs> uh, epic Rap Battles of History. Oh, so I'm cool. going to give you both um, like a historical
9: figure, and then hey, you just going to improvise I ask a question? like five-minute raps. Can huh? I ask a question? Well, you said yeah. you came up with this last night. What were, you, what were you up to last night? Like what was going on last night?
6: Uh, I got drunk. I was laying in bed, just kind of scrolling through YouTube, like YouTube for a couple years ago.
9: Yeah. So
3: first off the lip smacking is driving me fucking insane. These people have been <laughs> podcasting for four and a half years and they don't know to stop the lip smacking. It's over the top obnoxious. So here's the the premise here. And it's a, it's a great one. Um, he has this idea to do epic rap battles of history, which is funny because someone's already done that idea. That's not an original thought. That's already been done. How'd you go with that? I was watching YouTube. That's where you find that pretty good stuff guys. <laughs> There's, there's forced conversation. It starts off where he goes, hey, guys, I got an idea. They're like, huh? What? What is it? It's like a children's show. And I have a, a number of examples to show that it is a children's show. But all right. So now Aaron doesn't like that idea because it's already been taken. So yeah. she's going to call an audible. And I don't know if you like with your buddies when you guys are hanging out, talking like a chicken. Or maybe like just you and your wife. You know, you put the kids to bed. and You just start talking like a chicken. And it just cracks you up. I, I know that for me and
9: my bros, I actually, we
3: can't
5: stop. I'll, I, I actually would rather do something else if that's okay.
9: I can rap. You had it. Let me warm up. <clears throat> A loose moose goosed my caboose. A loose moose goosed my caboose. Oh,
6: Hugh Hefner, you're rapping as Hugh Hefner.
9: Well, it's my Bruce name moose? is Abraham Lincoln, and I'm here to say, I hope I don't. Poo,
5: ow, my no, hair! Oh no! no, 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 no. <laughs> my hair!
9: My hair! <laughs> Those were Lincoln's last words. Don't oh. you think he would have thought that maybe his hair got hurt real bad?
6: Ah, my hair.
5: All right, uh, I'm calling an audible here, and I'm going to take charge of this episode. We're going to do my thing today, <laughs> <motherfuckers>. <laughs> and it's...
6: Hold on. Did you just say, I'm going to have the catch-a-tory?
8: I'm going to have the catch a
5: It's a Friday, so let us be chickens, okay?
3: Um,
7: do
5: you guys want to do this or do you want to like go is out to simple. lunch?
3: I don't know. Is that going to get funny at some point? I'm not sure. Maybe they just keep doing it. You know, yeah. Like well, no, the
4: longer you do it, the the funnier it yeah. gets. Uh, you know, it's I not think.
3: obnoxious or annoying or childish no. at all. I wrote a note for myself after this clip right here, and it's funny because I think you already said this. I don't think I'd be friends with any of these people. No, I don't think I'd want to no, hang no. out with them for a second. They seem really obnoxious and full of themselves, and they're not funny or interesting like they think they are and i'll give you an example here because for some reason this makes Aaron laugh
5: you're not allowed to talk about that charity legally we we all know that oh did i say charity i have
9: yeah but it's spelled chair Uh c-h-a-i-r dash (laughs) i-t-y you get it
3: so it's not a charity it's a chair no it's a chair which doesn't make any sense so that's pretty funny yeah
4: yeah, stuff. the clips you've played have shown kind of the same thing that that I picked up on is that uh Aaron, I don't know how much she brings to the table, but she laughs at pretty much everything, so I can see what they like about having her around for. You know, I mean, she's she, everything kills her, you know. It, it's uh, she's laughing at all this stuff that uh I'm having trouble just listening to.
3: If I was in the studio for and Anthony with Bill Burr and Colin Quinn, I wouldn't be laughing as much as Aaron does with these two retards (laughs) who have no idea what comedy is. So this show, they decided to do dad jokes, but they're not just going to tell dad jokes. Aaron's going to give you the setup and then you have to guess what the punchline is. All right, I'll I'll play this for you. She's going to explain the rules to this.
5: Well, what we're going to do in this episode is I'm going to read you the first half or like the premise, the setup of a dad joke, and then you're going to fill in the blank and whoever gets it right, Fuck you. Yes. Gets a point. Um, and then also people can Everybody call these scenes uh, anytime they want if they feel inspired. Perfect. Okay.
6: I, just, I don't even care if I get the most right. I think everyone wins in this game.
9: And just just to, just to kind of marry the two concepts, Aaron, it was that we all have a bunch of kids and that we love puns. And we might just shorten that to just saying we have a pun in the oven.
5: <gasps> One just, point to JPC.
3: Wow. Good stuff. All right. So you're following <laughs> this uh, premise, right? <laughs> You ready, yeah, you ready you know, to play and, along? And, All right, here we go. Here is yeah. uh, the first dad joke, and they got to figure out what the punchline is. Now, what you're going to hear here, and I've been criticized for explaining what the clip is going to be before I play it, but I can't help myself on this one, because what you're going to hear are two guys who don't know how comedy works, trying to figure out what a punchline would be for a really shitty bad joke. <laughs> what did the 11?
5: horse say after it tripped?
9: I'm sorry.
6: Horse on oh, my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suing. I'm suing this store. What? what did the horse say after it tripped? Um, uh, nay. I what a fault. What a romp in the nay. What a. Okay,
9: I feel like a dad would say. go with something about a glue factory. No. They would be like, "Well, uh, next next stop the glue factory or something like that." Aaron, is it who closed this gate? But gate is spelled G A I T.
5: No. Okay, great. You're you're just warming up. You're just warming up.
6: Just warm. I'm just Uh, warming up. Have a nice trip. Um, See you next farm. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Uh, Don't kill me and turn me into glue. Oh, um, the glue's on the other foot. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, not a glue
5: joke here. What is
7: this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit. This is what I'm confused
3: about. This is their Patreon episode. They're like, guys, if you want to listen to this episode, five bucks a month, you can hear amazing yeah. content like this. First off, nobody wants to listen to shitty dad jokes because those suck. So if it was just like, here's yeah. our, our favorite shitty dad, dad jokes, I'm like, well, I'm out. But then to have these guys try to figure out what the punchline is and not even get close, not even get yeah. close to something that would be a punchline for this this setup. That's so far off. They're embarrassing themselves. I think I was
4: realizing as they were going what the bad thing is about how I just a moment ago said Erin laughs at everything. Yeah. Well, when she doesn't laugh, you know you're not even close. Isn't that like funny? You're so far off. That's
3: brutal. I was thinking about that when when the guy goes, "Hey, it's like we have a putt in the oven," and she goes,
2: "Okay." <laughs> like
3: that's that's not a good response from Erin She's a giggle puss. She usually laughs at everything. All right. Are you ready? I know you're you want to know what the actual
4: punchline is. I I'm so excited to find out.
3: I know. Don't worry. I, I feel like I just did the shave and a haircut thing and people are like, Ah What is it? Let's go, two bits Let's go. All right, you got it. Uh
6: saddle be the day. And um, none of these work. Okay. No. Main uh something with main. Okay. Mayor, uh, Mayor, uh, uh this is a. Uh, this is what a
1: nightmare.
5: nightmare. Uh uh, uh Help, I've fallen, and I can't giddy up.
1: You might as well ask a horse to fix a merry-go-round. I mean, he'll try his best, but mostly he's just going to get horrified.
3: So the the punchline is just as bad as what anyone would make up.
4: And they have to guess that? Yeah. That's terrible. A commercial from 1991 that was uh, definitely right. a catchphrase, that that calendar year. <laughs> and uh, there you go. That's the punchline there. What Whoa. did the
3: horse say when he tripped? And th- the closest one of those guys came to uh, some type of punchline was like, it was a nightmare. Go. Like, oh.
4: Yeah, all right. I mean, look at least at least the words made sense. Yeah, at in least it that. kind of made sense.
3: I mean, the, the yeah. tripping part doesn't really fit in, but okay.
4: Well, Carl, they've got my five bucks for next month. <laughs> yeah, uh, you wanna I, I want to hear
3: the rest of this? I have one more clip yeah. from this, and then we can move on to your stuff. Um, so this is uh, another joke that you can only get if you give donate money to their Patreon.
6: Why did I stop being friends? Uh, why did I stop being friends with the mosquito? Why? Because he was inside Amber.
5: I love Amber, it.
9: Amber being my
6: wife.
5: <laughs> Amber's your wife. Yeah, you need to know that Amber is your wife for that premise to work, I guess. I have a joke uh, that I want to
9: tell you guys. Just before I tell you the joke, I do have to tell, tell you my wife's name is Amber. Okay. Why did the mosquito... <laughs> one, two, three, four?
7: 2, Hey Riddle, Riddle's clue, Crew.
9: Hey, if you like that, you are going to love the rest of the episode. Listen now at patreon.com slash heyriddleriddle. I didn't like that. I didn't. No. That's a bad
3: advertisement.
4: I have to come clean, Carl. I was pretending a few minutes ago that, uh, that I enjoyed what I was hearing, but I can't even pretend. No, after it's hard that. to pretend. Is,
3: th- this is yeah. like um, doing an ad for shoes and showing the guy taking his shoes off. He's got blisters. <laughs> and you're like, hey, <laughs> if you like blisters, <laughs> do we got some shoes for you? Like, th- 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 what I just heard, those, those 10 minutes I had to listen to, was torturous. Yeah. I-, I felt like I was waterboarded. And you want me to pay for this and hear the rest of it? <laughs> By the way, I want to replay that joke again, because I do not understand it. So the guy's wife's name is Amber. Now we know that. Okay, let's listen to that again. And you tell me how this makes any fucking sense, because I'm confused. And maybe I'm the idiot.
6: Why did I stop being friends? Uh, Why did I stop being friends with the mosquito? Why? Because he was
4: inside Amber. What does that mean? So I believe that uh, in this theory, the mosquito fucked his wife, whose name is Amber. Well, mosquitoes when they're inside someone, they're not fucking them. Right. Okay. Like you're bringing too much logic to this conversation. <laughs> but
3: why is it front was... of the mosquito in the first place? So wait, you're telling me that his mosquito friend fucked his wife and that's why he's upset with the mosquito?
0: Yeah. All,
4: yeah. Right. All the mosquito bites that he had received over the years from his mosquito friend, there's uh, no concern there, but uh, you know, I had to draw the line when you actually were inside Amber. Christian, I need a, I need a break, please. Oh, take over. You're not gonna get the kind of break you want take because over, uh, please. we na- we now have to reset uh to uh the little scene that started the episode I listened to, and you remember they told us that there was going to be some new guy coming in, and they were trying to replace uh j p c okay so uh i I just assume we're all ready to meet this third character in this little sketch, and in top on top of not being that funny. Uh, there's a technical decision made during this clip that, uh, well, it really just makes it confusing. So play cl- my clip four, please.
7: Hey, am I early? Uh, yes, oh, uh, come on no. in. Oh, oh no. I'm so, I, I'm so sorry if I'm early. Uh, I brought everybody cupcakes.
5: Uh, great. Oh. Uh, help Funny yourself to food. some of this uncooked cake if you want it.
9: Yeah, I'm so
4: sorry. I came late. I didn't have time totally to cook it, but they are cup sized so the other guy does the echo effect on his voice now. Yeah. So the other guy is, so the first guy, and I, I, I couldn't tell them apart sure. in all honesty. So the, the guy who comes in with the squeaky voice, he's the one who's supposed to have the vocal effect, but I had to re-listen to it. I'm like, well, why does the other guy have a voice effect? I, I don't want to come up with an answer. I, I don't think we need to answer it, but right. it was just like, what what's with that choice? It's like, the, you know, you. Know, whenever we do talk about improv, like rule number one, always affirm, make the scene possible for everybody. To but it's like these three are set out to make things as difficult as possible for yes. them to continue in the scene, which I think really translates into a positive experience for the listener. I mean, you're enjoying <laughs> this, right, Carl?
3: <laughs> well, this is the whole thing about improv, because I've seen a lot of bad amateur improv and I've listened to a lot too because of the the job that I have reviewing podcasts. And sure. It's insane to me. These people want to continue to work together because if I had an experience like this one time, I'd be like, well, I'm not doing a show with that asshole anymore. She sucks. <laughs> now you can tell which asshole I'm talking about, but it's like, there's nothing funny about these people. So why are they trying this? And again, 6,768 people giving them money on Patreon. There is, and I, I believe this is generational and I could be wrong about this, but Christian, we grew up when, Jokes were jokes. You could say whatever the fuck you wanted and you didn't have to like it. You could be offended and too bad if you were. And if you liked it, it was funny. These people are so soft and so safe. This is like the future of comedy where it's not funny at all, but they sure do laugh a lot. They sure are smiling a lot. So there's that.
4: No, look, if you laugh loud enough at your own jokes, it doesn't matter that the audience isn't reacting in any way. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- that's the new rules of comedy.
3: I like uh Itchy uh, the wrecker here says improv rule number 1 stop doing it go home. It's pretty good.
4: <laughs> pretty he's, good rule. He's not wrong. Yeah. So uh from from my clip number 5 we get all the characters finally interacting. I know this is what we were waiting for and uh in this clip the whole gang showcases that, you know, you don't really need to have jokes if you have low-rent vocal effects mm. and 245 episodes worth of characters to call back on. So Wait, Are we talking about Shuli's
3: show now, or are we talking about... Oh, my bad. All right.
4: <laughs> Be oh.
5: polite, Adol. Don't
6: call it out. I mean, there's just a lot going on. I oh, oh,
5: you're Adol. Oh, my God. I'm a huge Magic Tavern fan. It's so nice to meet you. <laughs>
6: Enchante, it is always a pleasure to meet a fan. Do you wanna give me an autograph your forehead or something? Or ah, uh,
9: yeah, if you wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't mind, throwing a quick autograph on my forehead, I'd love that.
6: Wait a minute, Aaron he's he's stealing Puzzbot. That's basically Puzzbot. Listen,
9: I
5: mean, there can be two. What?
9: Yeah, I mean, I think there could be definitely be two Puzzbots if it's if it's a big deal. I mean, look, I'm excited to work on the show in any capacity, whether if I'm Puzzbot or not, I, I could do it.
3: All right. I've just decided something. I'm not even mad at them. I'm not even (laughs) mad at them. Like, this is what they're doing. They're putting it on the internet. I'm mad at 6,768 people (laughs) who have decided they want to give these assholes money to do this. And I want to slap them each individually. I don't know what kind of prison time I'm going to do for that but i think it's worth it.
4: well and uh, look i'm i'm with you I, i'll uh, i'll go for the the sloppy seconds on on slapping these people around but the, you know look these are people that they're listening at home maybe on their commute they need something that uh, keeps them entertained but then what about the people who spend their hard-earned money go out to a theater and watch them do this live oh. so it's like i don't need to just have this at home when it's for free oh. or pay five dollars a month for the patreon i want to go see it with a bunch of other people and we can share in the experience together and i would assume they spend a lot more than they do on the patreon uh yeah i think th- i think there's a lot of people that uh, need to be slapped in the uh, hey riddle riddle army so they bring on this uh, most
3: recent episode i was checking out hollywood hot takes yeah and they have a guest on there michael hitchcock who you probably would know uh if you saw him been in a lot of like, christopher guest movies and stuff like that And so uh, Michael Hitchcock is on here and they're talking to um, him about how there's no phones allowed in the studio. And this turns into some hilarious riffing as everything does.
9: We have a no cell phones policy in the studio, except mm-hmm. me, except JPC. Yeah. Cause I got it. I'm going to be texting people. <laughs> yeah,
5: he's, he's playing Candy Crush. I can see it very clearly. On oh his phone. no. <laughs> I'm
10: getting right. really good at it. That's not right. Um, I'm but... on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> swipe right, swipe, right, swipe, right, swipe, right.
9: Wow. I would love nothing more than to invite you to the studio. And you're just on Tinder the entire time. <laughs> and somebody this... please love me. Just
1: one, <laughs> <laughs> just one. I have very low standards these days. Not even, it doesn't even matter if they drive anymore.
3: (laughs) Fucking thing sucks. What does that mean? All right, so Michael Hitchcock's in his 60s. I guess he's trying to poke fun on himself and he has low standards. Doesn't matter if they can drive or not. Is that like an LA, maybe that's an LA thing. where It's like, oh yeah, right. Like I would date someone who can't drive. Okay. Good one.
4: I've lived in L.A. for 20 years, and uh, I don't think I've ever had that conversation with anyone. uh, Sure.
3: That was funny. All right. So then JPC goes on to tell a real story about how he used Tinder to promote his improv shows because he said, like, I was on Tinder, and then I had a steady girlfriend, but I kept my Tinder profile just to promote these these improv shows. And he says, it's a perfect first date. Like, that's the way he was promoting it. Like, you're on Tinder. You're probably going to go out on a date or two, take it to this improv show. And I can't think of a worse first date than to take someone you don't know to a super awkward improv show that's going to make both of your skin crawl. And Michael, I think, agrees with me on this.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I would ever get a date after doing improv or sketch because you're either dressed like Colonel Sanders
10: (laughs) or... You know,
1: and, and that's for improv. <laughs> that's, that's that's for improv because I have all my wigs and things. Yeah, no, and then, or oh, yeah, or you're like a talking frog or something. Like, they're like,
10: oh,
3: no yeah. thanks. Yes, it's embarrassing. Thank you. I totally agree with you. <laughs> Being in an improv troupe is like swearing off pussy for the rest of your life. Ah, I don't need that. That's fine. Moving it on. It's not not good
4: yeah you know remember the last time i was on i i had to uh, confess that i was in an uh, improv comedy group in uh, college and um
3: all right so uh christian's now off the show but uh look at it still be here no, I'm
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, No, yeah, I yeah. didn't. I didn't realize I was swearing off pussy at the time, but I did. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I didn't realize it. You, so, didn't, uh, you didn't
3: read all the fine print on that nope, contract, did yeah. you?
4: They didn't mention that at the auditions. It just <laughs> no. it, it looked like fun.
3: Yeah, it's it's like the the timeshare. <laughs> They don't talk about how there's limited flights to that destination. They never bring that up. Well, you yeah. can only fly on a Tuesday. You can only leave on a no. Wednesday. But other than that, it's great. You'll love it here. Yeah, and here's
4: here's your annual bill for the maintenance. And the maintenance for being in an improv comedy group Ooh. is uh, just copious amounts of masturbation. <laughs> well, the good news is
3: porn's free now. So, Well, now. Uh, yeah, not, not in 1995 not it wasn't.
1: Not that it wasn't. Damn it.
3: So wait, it pays nothing and I won't get laid? All right. I'll yeah. sign up. <laughs> will, will it make me funnier? Uh, no. Just the no,
4: opposite. No, <laughs> It'll make you obnoxious. Well, do you remember Howard Dean? Ran for president about 20 years ago. Yeah! yeah. And we're going yeah. to Michigan! Well, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> that was his big moment. That yell is just as funny now as it was 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, well, somebody seems to think so. And uh, that'll be part of uh, what my clip 10, which contains a parade of nonsensical sound effects over 52 seconds and I have to explain this is not the clip I sent to you for the teaser for episode 400 that was a different 50 second clip of just a bunch of nonsensical sound effects but uh, let's enjoy clip 10 together
5: (laughs) oh baby Howard Dean thank you so much
9: (laughs) and I will will never ever replace Casey there's no way to replace Casey here's what I think we need I think
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's our Benny, clown, Benny
6: Hill. Uh, I think every episode we need to do a Howard Dean scream through a different filter. Yes, yeah, so I believe can, so. Just so we can cover the gamut of all the possible Dean screams
9: out there. We the Dean scream of.
5: Okay, you were uh,
9: saying. Oh, wait, oh, I guess I have a soundboard as well. I. uh <laughs> huh. Well, I think we just turned
6: into a morning zoo crew. Um,
5: I can't believe I'm saying officially. this, but let's just get into riddles. Uh, I guess no one has any bullshit they want to talk about. So, let's well, I just did, get into but in the riddles. middle
6: of talking, I was honked and farted.
5: <laughs> Addle, I'm trying to save we a, you.
9: We have a good time here. We have a good time here, all I don't know, Christian. I think this is hilarious. Shit.
4: Yeah, no, no, no. These
3: guys are really funny.
4: (laughs) It's funny because they they mention, uh, you know, we've turned into a morning zoo. As if every morning zoo across the country wasn't more entertaining than what we've been listening (laughs) to.
3: Yeah, that's a good point.
4: Go weaning the butt. Uh, so if you're like me, you already hated these people, but maybe you're just not quite sure why. Mm. Uh, and if, if anybody in the audience needs to be convinced, uh, I think my clip 13 will put them over the top. They spend way too much time talking about a chain. They're all in Chicago. So they are talking about a, a, a hot dog and hamburger chain called Portillo's, which I'm honestly a huge fan of. But they spend a long time talking about it. But uh, in clip 13, I think it'll tell you everything you need to know about why we... Don't like these people. Portillo's
9: also, uh, I didn't know this, but they have like uh, vegan um, Chicago dogs.
4: Mm. And so I had a a vegan Chicago dog and it was, you know what? I think it was vegan. It was vegetarian at least. So, uh, you know, I think that if you make the decision to be vegan, you just, you're not going to have hot dogs anymore because it's, uh, you don't want hot dogs. That's not what you're looking (laughs) for.
3: I, I never understood that thing where it's like, well, you know, I'm vegan and vegetarian, but I would love a cheeseburger and a hot dog. It's not going to be good. That's not,
4: that no. wasn't the point of hot dogs. Yeah. You're going, yeah. The the point of hot dogs is that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a meat like smell and uh, you know, little particulates of some possible beef and, you know, a bunch of mystery meat, but, uh, you know, you're going to have like some soy dog and I don't know. I mean, I guess when you have all those tomatoes and relish like Chicago dog, maybe just, just have that on a bun. But, uh, so I don't know. I guess I I was convinced that, uh, okay, I don't like them. But then you kind of start to wonder, like, do they actually like each other? Mm. Because there's a story that comes up. They talk about a a planetarium and uh, the story that we get is a little bit less than scintillating. And you would think some podcasts would, uh, I don't know, maybe cut it out or maybe not have the conversation, but not Hey Riddle Riddle. They've got themselves a new soundboard, so uh, they're going to really try to get a lot out of this. This is my clip 18.
6: I think I've told you guys the ice story.
4: I don't know. Uh,
6: no. uh, I uh, An ex of mine used to work at Adler and did tours. And at the end mm. of the tour, um, they hold this giant... Chunk of ice, and they're like, This is from space. This is like space ice. If you want to touch this, this like broke off of the moon or whatever, whatever it is, uh, (laughs) Jupiter. Sure. So, oh, don't end the show. So, it's like a giant, it's like shaped uh, chunk of ice. And the kids would touch it, and then the adults would be like, Oh, that's fun. And then the kids would walk away. And uh, almost 85% of the time, the parents would linger after and go, Is that really from space?
9: Look, (laughs) look, that had nothing to do with
5: your story. (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) They're going to
9: take this soundboard away from me. I can't can't be here with this. I got to say,
3: from everything I heard, it sounded like they were all in love with each other. So I am a little bit glad to hear that they're shitting on each other a little bit. Because that's all I'd be
4: doing. Yeah, there's there's a little bit more of that. Uh, uh, I think uh, Aaron barely tolerates them a little bit later. This is what I wish. I wish they had this on their soundboard.
7: Fuck you! What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit. Lick, lick, lick my balls.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I just realized I have a lot of mean things on my soundboard. Oops. Oh, my gosh. All right. I'm sorry. Cut you off. No, no, no. It's fine because uh, the, the idea is clearly, look it's not a very interesting story, but they don't actually even give him a chance. It's like you know, so the one guy starts playing the theme, like they're going to go to break and he's like, all right, well, I, I, you know, I'm telling the story, let's go. And then the, the toilet flush. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're making fun of each other is, is, is kind of fun, but uh I think they're starting to realize like, Oh, the, uh, the soundboard might not actually be helping the no. show. My clip number 19 is from the 12 minute mark of the show, 12 minutes in. Okay. And When your show is called Hey Riddle Riddle, it might not be the time to ask this question. Clip 19.
5: Um, Well, do we want to get into riddles? Uh, We don't
9: have to. I guess so.
5: Okay.
3: That's the thing, too, is they're obviously very proud of themselves for being like improv theater nerds. And so they love this idea. They're like, hey, guys, we can just wing it and just have hilarious conversations about cake batter. And I think that'll probably fly, right? Well, I don't know. Or we could do a riddle.
4: Yeah. (laughs) I heard very little riddling. When I was or I didn't hear a lot of Riddies. Oh, well, there there were Riddies and Puzzies uh, throughout the course of this episode. And in fact, we are now entering (laughs) at the 12 minute mark of this one hour and four minute episode. We're entering the Riddle Zone and uh, the book they're using was sent in by someone named Molly, which becomes important at some point. And we know that it was sent in by somebody named Molly because... They have a theme song for it. And I think after you hear this theme song, everyone who complained about the themes that you use on Who Are These Socials should write you a very apologetic email. Play clip 20. Who's complaining about the Who Are These Socials theme? What the? I love the YouTube (laughs) one myself. I love that one.
5: So uh, let's play that Molly's Riddle Book theme.
7: It's time for.
3: all right the, the self-esteem movement has gone too far in this
4: country these people yeah. have way too much self-confidence they think they're good at everything this that was terrible look this is the problem when your parents tell you that they love you yeah okay stop so, it stop it with that
3: yeah you got to make your kids earn it every day you got to treat them <laughs> like uh I'm a comb salesman.
4: You're always as good as yesterday. You and I have both been critical of uh, Howard Stern and the way that he always talks about, like, yeah, but wasn't your mother mean to you, like to Reggie Jackson yeah. or his own mother? But you know what? There's something to be said for the way that Howard Stern's mother treated him. He never would have become the king of all media if his mother had loved him even no a little shit. bit. You no know? shit!
3: Howard Stern is like a billionaire. <laughs> Reggie Jackson is one of the greatest baseball players ever played. They're like, yeah, but were your parents mean good? That's good. <laughs> Obviously. That's what works. <laughs> Because this new generation is soft, and they're dumb, and they're really fucking annoying. So I want to play, this is a character they have. They have characters on this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is uh Gloof the Mouse shows up. And this is my proof that this is for children. This is by children for children.
5: Uh, <laughs> Hey, JPC, I don't think we've ever talked just us before.
9: Yeah, I hate it. I actually don't. Really want to this. talk? Just okay. us. Uh, Let's
5: just uh, cut to the guest. 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 We uh, need a third.
9: Well, yeah, Should I co-host. No, we don't need you, Gloof. <laughs> Come on, give me a chance. <laughs> Gloof, get out of here.
5: You can't oh just my. introduce Gloof in an Come episode on. where we have to say bye to him right away. Come on.
11: Hey, everybody, it's Gloof in the house. Hey, hey. everybody, everybody's favorite mouse. It's Gloof the mouse. Honk honk. to make Gloof Michael, the Michael mouse and merch. Tonky
9: tonk. Michael, I'm so sorry about Gloof. I'm so sorry. Gloof is leaving, Michael. So you, you, no, you're staying. Gloof is leaving.
11: Goodbye. This is
3: why I don't like kids. This specifically. Because <laughs> I, I won't put up with this shit. You know, at Thanksgiving, I'm like, I, don't talk to me anymore. I, I, I know you're my nephew. I don't care. Don't talk to me anymore. You're yeah. a weirdo.
4: Grow up. If, uh, uh, as uh, some people know, I have a seven-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. And don't if talk they about came to kids, the d-
3: everyone! <laughs> if sorry, they God.
4: came to the dinner table with some of this Gloof the Mouse horseshit, <laughs> they'd be sleeping out in the backyard that night. And hopefully they know. would yeah. uh, get some of the tough love they need.
3: And you know what? They would grow up to be successful because of that. They'd be bitching about yeah. you. But so what? Who cares? That's the job <laughs> that you have to do. Yeah, our code is like, kids don't even talk like that I know, kids aren't even this fucking Dorky and lame All right, so you mentioned that they live in Chicago So in the episode I was listening to, the most recent one They're out in LA, and they're at some studio In LA recording this episode But I guess the main guy Got COVID
6: Yeah, because I was there in the studio with you guys I tested for Mm -hmm. COVID, tested positive Immediately left and flew home to Chicago But it was what Michael Hitchcock said to me He said, you have COVID? And I was so I, it's it felt so unprofessional that he said that to me. It yeah. felt so rude, mm. and I didn't want to let. I just kind of smiled and went uh huh, and walked away because I he had was to speaking Otherwise,
5: truth to power though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but because, I was just because
9: what you had said to him was I have COVID.
6: Well, yeah, but it's the way he said it back. It's the way me. he said it back, like he was trying to understand or be empathetic. And I said,
9: no, and no, isn't no. that funny how sometimes it's the way that it's said back to
3: us. Hmm. Okay. Two things here. First off, we're off the get go. He goes, "I tested positive for COVID, so I flew back to Chicago." Now, <laughs> I mean, there, there was a time when that would be frowned upon quite a bit, right? Like, oh, I got COVID. Yeah, I should probably go to an you're airport. You're supposed to
4: immediately go to her, your hotel room and stay there for 15 days. That, uh, that, that used to be that, the, in the good thing. old days. That's what we used to do when we got COVID. That
3: used to be the thing, and now he's just like, oh, "I was out in L.A. I got COVID, so I got on an airplane and flew back to Chicago." And and everyone's just like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> just all stay those, where you are. All
4: those people on the airplane, we don't know them, so fuck yeah, them if they, they also get sick. Pay. So then he goes on to say that he told
3: Michael Hitchcock that he had COVID, and Michael Hitchcock said, "Oh, you have COVID?" And that yeah. turned in I, like I didn't even make I didn't understand what was going on there.
4: What was that whole conversation? What? Were they trying to like mine some comedy out of that or something? It didn't go the way that I thought. I thought that he said it the way I would have, which was, "You have COVID." In 2023? Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. It's like it's like somebody who tells you they're HIV positive now. Yeah. You're like, really? You're like, whatever. Really. Come on. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there a pill for that? You're fine, right? Yeah. It's it's not who, a big who deal. Who gets COVID anymore? Ugh, that's embarrassing.
3: <laughs> it's not a big deal, obviously. So um this dialogue is enraging.
5: Adle, so what it's I'm hearing treasure. from you is yeah. that this is our first episode ever mm-hmm. that we are Stop having to less. record. Okay without the creator, the glue, the god of Hey, or Riddle, Riddle. That is Adol Rafi. This whole episode is going to be no Adol.
6: Unless there's some way to put this audio in front of the episode.
5: We could try. We could try, Adol, but we don't know if it could be done. I'm freaking Wait. out. Casey does even... I not even... I don't know how time works anymore? Are you serious? Oh Casey, my god! Casey,
9: Casey's saying that we can't do that because we would have had to record this before we recorded Ugh. the episode, but we wouldn't have known about this at that time. And I, I guess what Casey says in an editing term, there's no gozies backsies. so I guess we can't. Yeah.
5: Okay, so, what hey, does Adil uh, do on the podcast? He does puns. My COVID's, um, my
9: COVID's getting really loud over. My COVID <laughs> is. It's. I can't. Although. Oh, his COVID's going through a tunnel.
5: <laughs> oh no! He's going don't. through a tunnel
9: with his COVID.
5: Uh. Well. JPC.
9: Mask on in the tunnel. Mask on in the tunnel. That's indoors. Technically. It's so boring. Like they have energy
3: and, and they're going back and forth, but everything they're saying is yeah. just a bore fest. Like, shut up. I really miss
4: Gloof the mouse. during that clip. <laughs> I, I really Gloof. wish he would have come back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
4: All right. Let's get back to what you were checking out here. So uh, up until this point, we've had so much fun just enjoying what a great podcast this is. Mm-hmm. And This next clip is the moment where I realized what the actual gimmick of the podcast is because I'd only heard about it. I listened to a little bit here and there and I was like, I think this will be a, a good fit for WATP. So what I found out is where the improv comedy actually comes in. So each of the hosts is able to make the other two hosts act out in a little scene based on a bunch of dumb rizzies and puzzies that we're not going to really get into. Uh, But it's also what makes this show so incredibly difficult to pull clips from. This is kind of what I was talking about, because these scenes a lot of times will be three minutes long. And there's enough that I want to take out that uh, that I want to call attention to that. It's like, all right, but where's the point to cut it? So I've cut this little scene into three parts because it was the only way I could figure out how okay. to do it. So uh, my clip 23 is the first of, as I said, the first of three. But as you'll hear immediately, even Aaron is like, what? You you want a scene? So let's listen to clip 23 together.
6: Okay, Aaron, can I please see a scene? Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron, you are a young child in like the 1900s, early Mm -hmm. 1900s. JPC, you are, um, this child's parents and you're trying to get them in the,
9: um, in the bath.
5: No, no, no.
9: Now I won't have it. I won't have it. You see, you must take a bath. You're absolutely filthy. We can see the flies dancing atop your head.
5: Why should I respect you? We've only met twice.
9: That's true. On the day you were born, uh, when when you uh, came out of your mother, God rest her soul, and I said we'll call this one Matthew or Danny or some such. And the second day, when I welcomed you home from the boarding school, I shipped you off to. Hmm,
4: that was so a rough one. We established that they've been doing this for four and a half years. The episode I listened to is two hundred and forty-five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I'm just going to assume they knew each other before this. So, in all that time. They somehow have managed to have a complete and utter lack of an ability to build scenes together and actually perform them together. There's moments throughout just that clip, like we've only met two times. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What? Okay. So, like I said before, the rule of improv is apparently never affirm. Never ever affirm under any circumstances. Make it easy for your scene partner to try to finish the scene. Well,
3: it's so dumb, too, because it goes against the the basic rules of the premise. The premise is, okay. early 1900s, daughter, you're the parent. And then they have to say we've only met twice. That just fucks everything up. Now the premise is fucked. Now we got to tap dance around to figure out how that
4: could be. If you appreciate them abandoning the premise and introducing new ones in only the space of a minute, you're going to love clip 24.
5: No, 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 father. I will not. I will not take a bath.
4: Why? You uh, you are being absolutely petulant.
9: Petulant I say. If, if you won't take a bath, I have—I guess I have no choice but to call up your uh, supervisor in the mines and no, uh, tell father. them you're signing up for an extra shift on Saturday.
5: Father, no! I'm only two weeks from retirement!
9: <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Black-lug-pish-posh. You'll work in the mine on Saturday, and you'll work a ten-hour shift for four nickels.
5: You're humiliating me, Father. I have children of my own, and those children have children. <laughs> father, what's going on? Are you in trouble? No, sir. Son, go back to the mines. Your shift is starting. Yes, you're right.
9: (laughs) See, look how your son listens and respects you. If only I could have that for my boy. And me, a man of twenty-seven, and I'm being
4: disrespected in such a way.
5: (laughs) Fun. Okay.
4: My favorite part of the clip is at the end when Aaron says "fun," because we know that that means that was not fun. That was terrible.
3: That was so stupid. So bad. Because everything they introduced into the scene, then they had to wipe out with everything they said after that. But I guess that's the part that's really fun. Hey, yeah. hey, this doesn't make any sense, right? Because I'm a child and I'm a, also a grandmother. Pretty fun, <laughs> pretty fun stuff.
4: Well, they, you know, they have that old timey vaudeville music in the background, so that really made the scene, though, didn't it? Oh yeah. Also, they talked old timey, but not really. So yeah, that worked yeah. out really
3: well. Oh, this is look—it yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Lizzo's in Star Wars. This must be fun. Jack Black. This is what we must be having fun because it doesn't make any no. sense. No, no you takes. didn't
4: understand, Carl. You're not a real Star Wars fan. You didn't understand that people wanted Star Wars to be more like The Love Boat. Well, that's true, <laughs> but only <laughs> for the catchy tunes. Tune, tune in for Ted McGinley next week. Star Wars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Soon you'll be flying around. All right, do you have one more clip from this uh, improv?
4: You mentioned you had three. We we can turn the page on that. Okay. That's all right. It, it, you know that that's a good moment. Her going fun was fun. enough. I think.
3: Yeah. Hey, the mines. All right. Uh, then in that case, I got to talk to you about their uh, fourth anniversary. Now we just had episode four hundred on WATP. Doesn't mean it fourth anniversary. But they had their fourth no, anniversary. But congratulations
4: all the same. Oh, well, thank you, sir.
3: So they had their fourth anniversary, and the way they decided to treat that was by acting like they had graduated from, like, a four-year school. Because I don't know if you know this, oh, but I a see. lot of undergraduate schools, takes four years.
4: Yeah, yeah, I was a junior college guy myself, but uh, <laughs> you I hear like tell that some of the rest guy. of you went to school for four years,
3: but that's okay. All right, so just trust me on this one. Now, Aaron, uh, who's hysterical, we've established yeah. that she's legitimately
4: she's probably my favorite if i have to pick one
3: okay okay all
4: right well (laughs) don't make me pick one i guess so
3: she is uh presenting at the graduation ceremony
5: four short years ago in july of 2018 you started this journey to become a better riddle solver improviser and podcast host we blinked and now we're here July of 2022. It's time to celebrate all the work you did over the last four years and look forward to the bright future ahead.
3: The reason why I picked up on that is because they're terrible at this now. We're playing clips from more recent episodes. They're four and a half years in and they're like, we did this to get better at improv and broadcasting and solving riddles." You suck at it. How bad were you before? I'm hoping they just didn't learn anything.
4: I hope they weren't actually worse than this. When they started, they couldn't have been, right? I mean, it's not possible that they could have been worse than this, right? I, I can't imagine. Or were they more reserved and less likely to just push a bunch of sound effects and do voices that don't make any sense? Like, were they trying a little harder at the beginning? that That's a question I'll never know the answer to. Yep. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't hey, Cardiff, know that if you're badly. in the chat,
4: Cardiff, can you go and listen to Hayward or one episode? badly.
3: I don't care. <laughs> one of the fun things to do. When you're doing a show like a a big fourth year anniversary and you're celebrating all your accomplishments over the years and you got a big audience and you're bringing the audience with you and hey, look what we've done. Immediately, what you want to do is bring up inside shit that only your co-hosts would know about and, and giggle about that type of stuff.
5: For many recordings in 2019, we would keep accidentally locking each other out of the studio when someone went to the bathroom you'd have to hope you brought your phone to the bathroom and say something like, hey, I'm locked out by accident. Can you come and get me? Or if you didn't have your phone, you had to bang on the door like a maniac.
3: Wow. That sounds like it'd be really interesting for the other two people on your show and nobody else. That was 90 <laughs> seconds in to their their four-year anniversary show immediately inside baseball
4: anecdotes. Okay, cool. But But you know what? In those... 90 seconds, they got 4,000 more patrons. So obviously, they're doing something that we just don't understand.
3: Obviously, because Erin is not funny, but she thinks she's funny. And you can tell that this is scripted. And she put this together and was like, oh, yeah, this is going to kill.
5: Some of you typed in riddles into the podcast app, bright eyed and bushy tailed, think- thinking that this would be a real riddle podcast. Some of you got forced to listen to us by your weird brother or significant other, silently resenting them for introducing this poison into your life. Some of you heard us mentioned in passing by the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me and thought, I guess I'll listen to a riddle podcast. I trust Justin. Maybe you're here from Dungeons and Daddies. Maybe you're a fan of Cunt the Badger. Maybe this downloaded on your phone on its own, like the U2 album. No matter how you got here, you're here now. And the curse states that you're not allowed to leave us until 2027 when JPC dies after he gets killed by the followers of his own sex cult.
3: Boo! Be more funny. This is not (laughs) witty stuff, Aaron. This is terrible. And I'm not surprised that they're buddies with My Brother, My Brother, and Me, another horrible improv show that's for idiots. People who hate comedy like this
4: yeah uh dungeons and daddies is on my list by the way for shows that uh, we might want to get to one day I had, oh is <laughs> I that also that on there
3: part. yeah that's
4: that's also that's deep on my list
3: though that's <laughs> okay. that's
4: that's down in the AAA farm team so fair <laughs> enough
3: um and then um one more clip from this um, graduation ceremony because i don't know about you but i think bathroom breaks are one of the funniest things you could possibly talk about. Agreed.
5: Some of you typed in riddles into the podcast app, bright eyed and bushy tailed thinking, thinking that this would be a real riddle podcast.
4: Oh shit. That's the same clip, isn't it? Yeah. But I got, we got to hear again that uh, they're <laughs> apparently no fan of editing because she clearly flubs the line there. And it's like, they have a producer. There's a clip I have that we may or may not get to that where they talk to their producer. And it's like, all right, he could have trimmed that. He could have done anything. But it's like, oh, we, we had the music bed. They probably played the music bed live while she spoke. So now they can't fix it. Anyway, I've just figured out why they didn't th-
3: fix it. I think you figured out why they didn't fix it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think you nailed it with that. All i right, right. I'll, uh, I'll throw it back to you. Christian.
4: I don't know how much longer I can listen to these people. But. They're doing some scene where they're the two guys are each playing a, a, an onion and a tomato and uh, they're trying to, you know, they're acting out a scene in, in the space of a fridge. That's not the important part. The important part in my clip 31 is uh, Aaron's really starting to have it, Have you know, just have had her fill of these guys for this uh, hour that they're together. Uh, so clip 31, let's give a listen. All right. I got to go to the other board for that.
3: Uh, hey,
6: I have an idea. Follow my lead. No, what's hey. my name? Huh? What's my name? I said your name was Tom. Oh, your name's Orion.
5: <coughs>
6: um. Yep.
9: Hey, Aaron. Psst. Hey, Aaron.
5: Huh? Don't, these don't, two are don't. bad. Can't use these. Trash. Trash. Ah.
9: Oh, she just threw her feet. She just threw her feet in the trash. <laughs> That's so sad. She's stepping Aaron into the, don't. the trash. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> don't. You're worth it.
5: You're worth it. <laughs> And we'll never know what she was making.
6: Wow. Rather than join the scene, Aaron would rather kill two pieces of perfectly good fruit
9: and veg. Yeah, that's that's a shame, Aaron. That's just an absolute shame.
4: I'm sorry, but I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> so this might be why I'm at least a little bit more fond of Aaron is because uh, she just occasionally would stop a scene that was going nowhere. And I think the other guys would have kept going. And again, it's an example of them trying to fuck each other up and like, what it, what was my name? Do you remember what my name was? And it's like, no, I don't know what your yeah, name was, come on, man. but uh, <laughs> let's derail the scene because <laughs> yeah,
12: hard so that you can show that you're smart. trying
3: to be funny with you. Come on, man. I'll be out a little bit. Yeah. So because you're loving Aaron so much, I have to play this clip because this oh, is no. proof.
4: That is Aaron... the love affair about to be over, yes. Carl? This is proof that Aaron <laughs> okay. is an Thanks. asshole.
3: If you were <laughs> hanging out with her, you'd be pretty pissed off. I
5: had a game night recently with friend of the show Anthony Birch. Okay, and we—guess my invite got lost in the fucking mail. You don't live in the same city as me. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and for a big chunk of the game night, I insisted we listen to the soundtrack for Cats. Oh. I thought it would make our
10: which one—the movie version or the. Broadway? I
5: think the Broadway version. That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
3: Notice how she phrased that. I insisted on listening to the soundtrack for cats. So in other words, people were like, let's not do that.
4: That's a bad
7: idea.
3: Yeah. And she was like, no. Look, We're I, doing that. That sucks.
4: I don't. I don't know how many actual theater nerds you've ever had in your life at any point. But what I do know about them is uh, Cats is not something that any of them actually really like. If you're serious about music or theater, much less both, you hate that show and all the songs in it. So uh, Aaron, Aaron is uh, no longer my favorite. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, whatever the fuck that Gloof the Mouse is definitely my favorite on the show now. <laughs>
7: okay.
3: Yes. That makes more sense. All right, let's wrap this up. I know you got a lot more clips. What do you want to uh, hit on here?
4: Okay, so uh, clip 34 is the return of their most hilarious sound effect. And it's also a really important milestone in this episode of the show. Clip 34.
9: I got to take this. Oh. I got to take this. I'm okay. sorry. I can't sure, yeah. I can't do yeah. this anymore. Yeah. I, have to, I have to get. Hello. Yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's my grandpa. It's
6: Howard uh, Dean I, being murdered. <laughs> Your yeah, grandpa my, is okay. Howard Dean being murdered. I know. I, I have to go. I'll see you guys later.
5: All right, so you have to break.
4: <laughs> so, yes, that is the halfway point of the episode that, uh, that I had picked. And uh, we'd really mind a lot at this point. And uh, I will do my best to pick up the pace. Uh, there's a few more to hit. Okay. Uh, I do want my clip 35, though, which references their producer, Casey who clearly feels like you know they've done this show in a way so far that it's like I can't put on my resume that I produced this dumb show so uh let's listen to clip 35 please
6: i better not hear you fuckers
5: Bite, ever, bite. ever
0: <laughs> complain
6: about my sound cues again after this episode I, do you know the restraint i have shown you know how many sound effects i haven't added to the zencaster soundboard Mm-mm. you you i could have done a fart I, reverb you know how much <laughs> i would have loved to add a fart <laughs> reverb jesus christ man he knows the term for it
9: sorry sir <laughs> i will say after having a soundboard for half a day uh casey has shown a remarkable amount of restraint <laughs> and
6: hendrix invented the fart reverb right
5: that's yes. funny <laughs> yes that oh, is... that's funny yeah uh
4: you know how you know that clip was funny carl because they said they it was. Said three times that that clip was funny yeah that, m- that's how you know funny.
3: they must have been having a lot of fun and it was funny yeah. i will say yeah. that giving people a soundboard can end a relationship very quickly that's a really good way to find <laughs> out how annoying somebody is when they have a soundboard in front of them i fought for a long time to keep one away from Vinny, but Motherfucker got his hands on one.
4: What are you going to uh, do? Well, that's that's why he has to spend so much time with the potato now. Correct. Uh, so throughout the course of the episode I listened to, there were plenty of times where I was convinced I couldn't possibly find these people more annoying than I do now. Yeah, But they never ceased to amaze me because uh, clip 37 was uh, kind of the, the peak. Riddle.
5: But before we do this next riddle, I'm going to need you to put your pun hat on. Pun hat on, pun hat hat on, on. put your little pun hat on. And shut off your brain. Okay.
4: okay. Kind of forgot about that clip when I said that I liked Aaron the best. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, clearly. what the fuck, I, Christian? <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> she at least tried to keep the episode moving. Now, when I started singing
3: the Star Wars song to the Love Ball theme, I immediately got embarrassed and stopped. Why did she do that?
4: What? Like, after
3: she started singing yeah. that, she
4: should be like, all right, this is stupid. Like, I she could have said, put our pun hat on. And then stopped. But she's like, "Well, yep. I've I've come up with verses in my head, and hopefully everybody everybody starts to uh, sing along." You know, somewhere.
3: yeah. The other asshole's like, "I don't know how to harmonize, but why don't I try it now?"
4: <laughs> okay. Uh, we've we've established that the sound effects have not helped this episode. But uh, as it turns out, the one time they actually need a sound clip, uh, they don't have it. Clip forty, please.
6: Let me try and get a bird in here. Let me kind i lure a bird onto my finger and I can eat
9: that. I I don't have a bird effect either. I don't.
6: (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Bird, what'd you say?
7: Thanks,
9: dude. Insane. (laughs) I was looking. I don't have a bird effect. I was trying to help. I was trying to be a bird. I don't have it.
3: I I can't believe this is popular. (laughs) This, this is so terrible. You know, there, there's a, a contest NPR is doing or, or one of these things where it's like they're, they're doing like a student podcast contest, like submit your student podcast. We're, we're trying to find new podcasters. This is what I would expect to hear. Yeah. If it was just like high school kids or college students putting a podcast together, you're like, oh, God, Jesus, this is not good.
4: Yeah, no. If you, listen to this it, on purpose. Yeah, if you had like a you know a middle school nephew that's like, oh, Uncle Carl, I know that you listen to podcasts all the time. Can you listen to mine? And you're like, you know what? For a seventh grader, it wasn't good, but it's kind of what you expect. That's not what I would say. Oh, I would go never podcast again. Smart. You're terrible. That's a that's out of it. my family. <laughs> Change your last <laughs> name. So, you're no hamburger. You're no longer <laughs> you're hamburger. To hamburger. Me. You're a vegan <laughs> hot dog from Portillo's. Ah. So. Clip 30, uh, sorry, clip 43 is the answer to the riddle. Why did the man stand behind his donkey? So that's the riddle. And um, okay. I enjoy this clip because it's Aaron's breaking point in the episode. Uh, she actually tries to end the episode, but then I guess looks at the clock. Uh, so no one's happy here. So play my clip 43. Can Keep you want to do it in the ass? No, no, no. Because
9: his, his wife said he could do it in the ass. No, no, no.
5: No, no. No, no, no. 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 Bye. Bye,
9: By Aaron, bye. She can't even do
6: the proper outro. She's so no, frazzled. No, bye. Erin's gone. Bye, no, bye. <laughs> bye, um, sell. That's her new outro. Actually, no, I'm going to do bye. another
5: Jupiter to just cle- cleanse the space. We're going to start over. Thank you.
6: Uh-huh.
5: We're cleaning the space, everybody. <laughs> Interesting. Right.
6: Interesting we can't see a woman on a desert island shopping, but we'll allow this. I okay.
5: just cleaned the space. I just cleared it in bad energy. Okay. I
6: cleared it in bad energy. Light some sage. You're
5: I'm okay. upset. I'm no, Aaron, mad. I'm sorry.
6: I'm sorry. Here, let me put some olive oil in a heated pan, put in some garlic and some onion.
9: Aaron, if Freeze. you think that it's a bad energy for a man to fuck a donkey, I'm sorry, but you're going to have about four
5: people on the Jupiter, internet who are Jupiter, weirdos very Jupiter. upset with you. Uh, no, we still have time left. Okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> on this earth. So, uh, we all know the game Fuck Mary Kill and uh listening to that clip, I think uh, I've come up with a new game. Uh why don't you pick uh the participants for this new game, Carl? Kill, kill, kill.
3: I was hoping you would ask me that. I would like to murder Aaron, <laughs> manslaughter JPC and uh I don't know, second degree Adel. These people suck, second dude. Degree. This is terrible. Well,
4: I I can't fucking believe this is a real thing that people listen to. And it's so big. At some point in life, you're going to have a conversation with somebody that's like, oh, oh, do you listen to Hey, Riddle, Riddle? And then that'll be a person that you also have to manslaughter. And
3: by the way, Christian, I'm a podcasting expert. That's true. No one knows more about podcasting than me, and I'm befuddled. I'm like, what is going on here? People are listening to this. I'm listening to a minute long clip, and I'm like, I gotta turn this off. Yeah,
4: this is terrible. No, all the all the shows that you played on episode 400, you're like, I don't like Bert, but for some reason people do. So I I can understand how it's successful. I don't. It's not for me, but I get it. all those right. shows. You can at least be like, all right, I can explain it. This. There's no explanation. They're not even playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> at least if they were playing d and I'd be like,
3: all right, well, it's for someone, you know, but this is nothing. There's nothing going
4: on here. So at this point, we're 50 minutes into their podcast, and the best riddle they've gotten throughout the whole show okay. is this clip, clip 44. But these idiots do not appreciate the riddle in clip 44, and they point out like, oh, this is an old book. It's from an earlier time. But uh, let me know what you think of clip 44.
5: What um, is the difference between a girl and an umbrella?
9: A girl in an umbrella?
5: Yeah. Um,
6: um, let's you see. should never open up a girl inside the house?
5: No. that's That, that would make me laugh. You can <laughs> shut up an umbrella.
6: What the fuck?
5: Molly. Wait. No, she would die if I... <laughs> but yeah, this is not She told fault. me how bad these are.
4: Come on. You shut up an umbrella? Yeah, but a... It- You've know. never
3: heard that before.
4: No, you've never heard that before. But it, of of the of what I had to work with in this hour, that was the best one. But they're going to now double down on what was the funniest moment in their podcast because this is something you were talking about earlier that uh, the future of comedy is uh, you know just the most safe, bland not even vanilla, whatever is, whatever is more bland than vanilla. So, uh, and, uh, you might want to get your checkbooks ready, uh, because of, uh, the declaration in this clip 45. Can you imagine
6: uh, back in like, I want to say 1935, whenever this book was written, you just had dinner. Everyone retires to the parlor. You play a few parlor games and then suddenly uncle Jack gets up in a smoking jacket and he goes, Hey, I got a joke to tell. And he tells yes. this fucking clunker. And all the men, hoot and howl, they, they hit and they p- pound on their tables. They stuck God, their that fire. Jack's
9: a real cut up. What a funny man that Jack is. Whatever happened to him? Arsenic poisoning, huh? <laughs> Guess he was just eating arsenic. Ah, oh, that poor widow of his. <laughs> I wonder if she knew that his food was laced with arsenic.
6: That's what they say. They say women poison and men...
9: Write uh, joke murders. books. Men write joke books. <laughs> oh, Aaron, yeah, you're right. That one was really that bad, sucks. and that one was a test because if you thought that one was good, actually go to your checkbook, write yourself a big check for your fucking privilege.
4: That's right. Check, check your yourself. privilege. Check yourself.
7: Oh, God.
4: All right. Yeah. So get out that I checkbook. It's waiting,
3: waiting to check my privilege. Hey, I got a joke. I got a riddle for you, Christian. What's the difference between an ironing board and Hannah, our review girl? Sometimes it's hard to get the legs open on an ironing board
4: be here all week everybody all right uh a a little later uh i do have a clip that i want to i want to save for the voicemail segment but the the last clip of from this show that i want to play my clip 47 i think is good for everybody you might want to download this to your phone carl because if anybody ever says hey what's your problem with improv where do you hate it so much just play clip 47 i'd
5: like to see a scene Uh oh JPC, you are a pet frog that knows that if you get touched, you will die. And um, Adel, you are his uh, teenage, like preteen owner. Hey, um,
8: eh, not, not too close. Don't get too close.
6: Well, I'll, I'll stay back here. I just want to say, um, smacks. <laughs> Don't fuck my mom,
9: <laughs> kid. Come on, my mom fucking days are long over. Okay, I'm retired now. I'm just a. F- hey, did you he bring me any flies?
6: Um, sort of. I brought come you a picture. On. I brought you a picture of Jennifer Lopez, who famously started as a fly girl on In Living Color. Fly girls were sort of dancing. This will do for
4: a different reason, but I am going to need something to eat. Scene.
5: (laughs) scene.
4: The uh, exaggerated scene. Scene is like, no, stop. Even I don't want this bullshit.
3: (laughs) Please. Scene. Scene.
4: (laughs) Don't you understand? Well, you know, in the end, Carl, maybe maybe Hey Riddle Riddle isn't about the way it ends, but it's about the friends we made along the way. Maybe that's what (laughs) we should have learned.
3: No, as if we haven't already been doing this for the last hour. I think it's time for our Cringe
8: of the Week. Cringe of the Week.
3: And unfortunately, someone who was on our show recently is um, being looked at here because my buddy John Marlowe sent me this clip from Ski Mask Collective and Ski Mask Collective featuring Stevie Lou, who comes (laughs) up with uh, this gem. Now, your sister. No, 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 hold on.
2: Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. on. Before we get into that, hold on. No, before I got what you're going with. Wait a second. BoBo, an Amazon package? Where do you know someone that lives in Brazil that goes to the Amazon rainforest and sends you packages? Like what? What are you getting from down in Brazil?
3: Stevie, I really hope that no. you, um uh pe- never mind. I really
11: hope certain shows do not clip what you just said because that was brutal.
3: That's correct, Kim yeah. That did make cringe of the week.
4: Oh my god.
3: Uh, that was not good. No, <laughs> not I mean- your best effort. Did you know that Amazon is also a river?
4: I- I think that, uh, I don't know, when Amazon as a company started, I don't know what that was, 2000, 2005, whatever it was, that day, that was still not a good joke. You know, the first time you ever heard of it, it was already not a good joke. (laughs) Still didn't work. Um, All right. I got a couple. Okay. uh, But before you move on, I wanted to tell you, you know, I'm actually starting a new show called Carl's Cucks. And we're basically just going to play clips of people on shows that compliment you. So uh, I have my clip 51. It's from Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. And look, the clip doesn't start well. But I think you're going to like what Jim has to say and feel like he ends really strong in my clip 51.
3: Now, I was actually going to work this into oh, okay. uh, a later segment because we're going to get all into this whole okay. Anthony versus Bill Burr. That's my mistake, saga, I, which is what Jim is talking about. I should have checked with but fuck you. It, I'll, I'll play it. And I will play it again later, too. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I appreciate that, that Jim brought me up on the Jim and Sam show this past week.
12: Everyone's fighting with Stuttering John. I like Stuttering John. This one's fighting with that one. I like Shuly. I like Carl. And I like all these guys. Yeah. He likes and,
3: uh, you. And so, yeah. And so, so Jim's point was that he doesn't feel like he needs to pick sides in yeah. these uh, petty battles that go on between podcasters and other internet personalities. But I lost a
4: little respect when he said, I like Stuttering John. I just think he hasn't talked to him enough.
3: <laughs> well, that is the thing about Jim is he's a loyal guy. He's similar to Florentine in that way. You now those guys were, were good friends growing up, and uh, you know Florentine's also friends with everybody. He's, he talks to <laughs> for an hour a day on the phone. I mean, uh, the Florida's <laughs> he, he who best shall comedian, not be named. Is What I meant to say. Yeah. Yes, my bad. You might have noticed that we played a voicemail just this past episode where somebody said someone should make a parody called "Club Footed" to "Foreigners Hot Blooded." <laughs> And lo and behold, it shows up in my inbox. Ian Daniel pulled this together very
7: quickly. Well, I'm club-footed, need surgery My feet are fucked up, but so are my teeth Come on, Jenny, wanna play some rock band I'm club-footed, I'm club-footed
3: Wow, there was a, uh, what I consider to be a deep pull in there (laughs) Come on, Jenny, wanna play some rock band Good lyric and then uh, Mr. Magenta coming in We haven't heard from Mr. Magenta in a minute And uh, he's got one for Stuttering John We played this actually on the bonus show But I said, you know what, I'm going to play it again That's fine, people who are on the Patreon Supercast Got a sneak preview of this No more Mr. Nice John
13: I used to be such a sweet, sweet thing Till they started trolling me I get money for beloved shatters, and get too drunk to see. I got no friends cause they read the reddits, they can't be seen with me. On dates I'm getting real shot down, and I'm feeling mean. I said no more, Mr. Nice John. No more will I clean, no more Mr. Nice John they say, I smell fucking obscene, I dropped a beer can on my head today, the cat shit in my bed, mom's been getting tons of prank phone calls, and dad well he's just dead. I went to Pickwick, House wasted, like everybody knows. The bartender, she recognized me, and punched me in the throat. I said, no more, Mr. Nice John. No more, will I clean? All right, no,
3: no more, Mr. Nice Jack, coming in from Mr. Magenta. Always appreciate those song parodies. Now... I have to address this uh, Opie radio clip. I was going to pull this myself and play it. And then Opie put it out. You know how he likes to make his little videos now? for The clickbaity videos that are just 40 seconds long. Yeah. So he actually put this out, which I was surprised by. And uh, in order to talk about this whole saga between Opie and Anthony and Bill Burr and Club Soda Kenny... We're gonna set all of this up. If you don't know about this, but this has been the big news going on. I, I mentioned in episode four hundred that Anthony was at the Comedy Cellar, tried to go talk to Bill Burr and Bill Burr's security, who happened to be club soda Kenny, used to work for the Open Anthony show, physically removed Anthony from the club. So that's that's the big news that's going on, and um, this is an extremely misguided video about me and. I want to bring it. I mentioned I have a special guest on the show today to talk about this because this is a guy who's also kind of involved in this whole scene. He used to have a show on Compound Media. He's had multiple falling outs with Anthony himself. I think he's I think he's friends with a- with uh, Opie now. I'm not sure, but I thought it'd be great to bring on Kevin Brennan. He doesn't normally go on other people's shows, but he's coming on WATP. Kevin Brennan, what's happening, buddy?
2: Okay, I'm just going to start out right now and say Carl's a fucking idiot. Oh, come on, Kevin. I thought we were friends here. You're a fucking idiot, we were gonna... Carl. And then you have this guy I'm on gonna... the show who goes, hey, this podcast sucks. Here's 47 clips of it. <laughs> I know. He goes, he goes, this is hard to clip. There's 50 clips from one episode. Here's 47. <laughs> they suck. They all suck. Listen to them
3: all. <laughs> Good point, Piazza. Kevin. That's why I brought you up. He has a Piazza. I agree with you. Okay. So check this out. This was made by Opie and his team. And Cardiff's
11: not on the fucking act now. Cardiff is now introducing these clips. Oh, hi. It's me, your pal Cardiff Electric. <laughs> and you're watching a clip from OP Radio.
3: No, this is called WATP being very hypocritical when it comes to Anthony. That's the name of this clip.
0: All right. I find it hypocritical that WATP is silent about the chest bump incident, yet they attack everyone else. Oh! The ch- oh, the Kenny. Club sort of- oh! Minash coming in hot! Minash coming in hot. That is a very, very good point. If you're gonna R-G-H. go down that road, you gotta make fun of everybody. We made fun of everybody. He did that talk is about a, the story. Cardiff, I know you've got a relationship over here, but that's a very good point by Minash. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing it right, like Opie and Anthony did, we made fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. He did, and there's he did a, there's a lot there to make fun of. I'll be honest, my little video about it uh, blew up. It did very, very well. So they need to do that, and they would get a lot of views. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Anthony's all about, ah, it's all just fun and games. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. W- W-A-T-P- talking, that is a very good point.
11: WATP did address it, but no, he did not uh, go after him. No. All right. See, this is what's so annoying about Opie right here
3: is he reads a comment. He doesn't know anything about this. Carter's trying to explain to him the whole fucking time. He keeps trying to like get a word in. They're like, no, no, they, they addressed it. I talked about it. And it was going, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? First off, my show format is we make fun of podcasts. So if someone's going to podcast about it, which Opie did, then we'll address it, which I will. But I just find it very obnoxious that Opie feel like that was a big gotcha for you. Oh, a super chatter said, Carl sucks. He must be right.
2: Well, listen, I'm just going to say Opie's a fucking genius. So. <laughs> he's fucking great
3: i've never heard kevin say that word Uh, you know he's talking he's talking to
2: potatoes he's talking to corn i mean he's he's fucking he's fucking blowing up he's selling tickets he
3: is blowing up (laughs) he is blowing up and selling tickets so later on in that same video i just want to play this quick clip because this is embarrassing for Opie.
0: gets very excited about the number of people who are watching him live on this um 148 strong. I see a. I see 196. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Bob. Because I do. Uh, I do both Facebook and YouTube. So my the total right now is 195. Oh, it's 189. Oh, I hate when that happens. Christian, could you ever imagine Opie
3: from Opie and Anthony would be celebrating having close to 200 people watching it live?
4: I couldn't imagine Dennis Falcone being excited about 195 people watching him stream live.
3: Yeah, Dennis Falcone has, has performed in front of more people at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not impressive. But I got to say that Kevin Brennan, you have way more than 200 people watching your show live.
2: 148. I don't even get out of bed for 148 people. I used to go to compound for a hundred bucks, but now I don't get out of bed for one hundred forty eight people. This is stupid.
3: Yeah, and you know what Opie's doing? He's reading two dollar super
4: chats. Can you believe that? Again, Opie's a genius. So
7: <laughs> okay. can I
4: you can you can never stop to take too many super chats. I agree with Kevin on that. What Opie was referring to in that previous video is that he made a video called
3: Anthony versus Bill bird has seventeen thousand views. This is gold for Opie. This blew up. For Opie, him addressing this whole situation. And so it starts off bashing Jim Norton.
0: Uh, I, I don't know why he felt the need to do this, but he did. After seeing his dear friend Jimmy perform, uh, yuck. Where's Jimmy? Where's Jimmy when it comes to the uh, the Anthony Cumia versus Bill Burr thing? I'll tell you where he is. He has his taint. Jim Norton has his taint sitting exactly in the middle of the fence. That's where Jimmy is. Jim Norton, right there with his taint, right on the fence. Supporting Anthony a little bit, supporting Bill a little bit, because he doesn't want to piss off uh, either guy. So stupid Jimmy and his dumb fat taint is sitting right there on the fence. Boom! hunting.
3: taint! <laughs> no... no. I think you're allowed to be friends with both yeah. guys, right? You you have to take sides when when two guys argue. You have to decide which side you're on. Is that how life? I works? mean,
4: Opie should understand that because uh, almost everyone sided with Anthony when uh, the two of them split up, and you know, almost you know, I mean, <laughs> j- just point. Vic Henley was with Opie, and everybody else was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be Team yeah. Anthony on this." Yeah, Joe DeRosa and Vic Henley. Look,
3: I think if you call someone's wife ugly, they're allowed to not like sure. you anymore. But also, Bill Burr's wife is not hot. Can we all agree <laughs> on that, Kevin? Can we agree on
2: that? Listen, I'm a father. That offends me. I'm not a. I'm not a racist <laughs> okay. or anything. I, I I can't tell.
4: I I, I think Bill uh, Burr's wife is uh, beautiful. I, uh, I,
3: <laughs> this is not the Kevin I was expecting. He's, he's a really
4: team. Opie. I never know who I'm going to ask for a job. So I'll just say, I've never seen bill Burr's wife. So I have no idea. Well, that's the
3: other thing too. It sounds like, and we're going to play more clips of this. It sounds like Opie just learned the word taint and he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. He's like this guy, you know what he's doing? He's sitting on the fence with his taint. It's number
4: two to skunk farts.
3: It's, it's yeah. up there. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, this is Opie talking about how he never clicks on videos. He talks about this all the time. He loves to be uninformed and it makes it difficult to do the job of commentating on all the things going on in your universe. If you don't know anything about what's going on in your universe, but Opie loves this. He loves to not know he's keeping it real, real uninformed. (laughs) So this is him explaining that just this week, he finally had to click on some of these videos to see what was doing, but he never clicks on these videos. You have to trust him,
0: even though he did he never does. Everyone was sending me this video of Anthony uh, explaining what happened at the Comedy Cellar. And um, I've been for a very long time. I don't click on anything. And I went against my own rules twice this week, twice. So when I, when I break my rule, I'm going to tell you. Because when, uh, when I tell people I don't click on anything, they don't believe me. I, I don't click on anything. But then when I get a weak moment and I click on something, I feel like I got to tell you guys. Obviously,
3: that was very uh, contradicting himself when he says, I never click on things. And I would tell you guys. And I did click on two things this week, but I never do. But I did. But he finally became informed on a subject. He clicked on a link and watched a video that he can now respond to. This is a 50 minute long video. He put out 17,000 views. Opie, click on shit. (laughs) It's probably good for you to know what you're talking about. It's probably not a bad idea. I don't know why he has the moral high ground. It's because he's not clicking on links. And Patty Puke Walker, water. the same thing. Click on shit. Know what you're talking about. It doesn't hurt. If you want to make fun of me, listen to a show. See what we're talking about. Makes it easier for some reason. Opie's very upset with Jim Norton. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about Jim Norton?
2: Oh, Jim's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's
3: what I thought you were going to say. Opie is explaining that Jim is a phony... Which is odd to me because this is what I listened to that Jim and Sam episode from, I think it was Monday. And, you know, a caller calls in and he's like, oh, you're not going to talk about this, Jim? Jim's like, yeah, I'll talk about whatever the fuck you want. You know, he explains, uh, just like we heard on that clip, I'll play it again. I don't give a
12: shit. Everyone's fighting with Stuttering John. I like Stuttering John. This one's fighting with that one. I like Shuli. I like Carl. I like all these guys. He
3: likes Anthony. He likes Bill. He likes Club Soda Kenny. He likes all these people. What's he supposed to do? just decide like, okay, I'm not going to be friends with this person anymore because they had a falling out. So now Opie just got to get some shots in on Jim Norton. And again, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about.
0: But I guess the story goes, Anthony went and saw Jim Norton, and then uh, Jim Norton was at the Black uh, Cat uh, Pussycat, pretty much doing the same material he's been doing for over 10 years. And then Anthony's like, you know what? I'm close. I'm going to go to the cellar, which is stupid because there's so many people at the cellar that simply don't like him uh, because of his because of his uh, race talk.
3: So uh, Opie's just making shit up now, which is not good content. So to say that Jim Norton's doing the same material as he's been doing for the last ten years, Opie has said he's never seen Jim's material in this time, and I've seen Jim Norton live probably ten times, and it's always been different. The one thing about Jim is pretty prolific when it comes to writing material. He's not just I saw one of
4: those uh, uh, whatever the the black pussycat shows uh, last May when I was there and it was a complete hour. I'd never heard him even talk about stuff on the radio a little bit since then. Some of those things have come up, but he talks about his new girlfriend and clearly Opie hasn't heard any of his new material because if he had he'd know exactly where Jim's taint is on a regular basis.
3: But it's just an insane thing to make fun of Jim Norton for yeah. is not updating his material. That's one thing he's very, very good at. And he's a very funny comic, I have to say.
4: He's very funny. I mean, that hour's great. And, uh, you know, on the show, it's it's not like he's ever like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. You know, I mean, it's uh, I, I don't know anything that I I know so much more about Jim Norton than I know about any other human being on the earth. And I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with some of the things I know about him.
3: <laughs> Fair enough. I understand what you mean by that.
4: Now, Kevin Brennan doesn't even like
3: stand-up comedy. He thinks it's all stupid.
2: Stand-up comedy is fucking stupid. It's fucking dumb. Why go fucking See? play shows when you can just sit in your house and talk to people? They throw that's you a good money. Point. They're idiots. That's a, that's a good point. I guess
3: I guess if I could just sit in my house and read Super Chats all day. I have no dates. <laughs> all right. Listen, I, I'm going to say this because everyone's just like, Carl, never addresses this. It's like, I'm not a fan of Anthony's tirades against black people. I'm not a fan of that at all. I hate it. Uh, I think the problems with this country have a lot more to do with socioeconomics than race, because I've watched enough episodes of Cops that I know that poor white people are up to some crazy-ass shit, and they're not to be trusted. So I don't really think it has a lot to do with the race. I think it's about how much money you have and growing up and things like that. But... The fact that Opie is saying that there should be places you're not allowed to go to because you have a different opinion than the people who are at that place. It's like, I don't know why Anthony not even go to the cellar. People don't like him there. It's like, so wait, what kind of country do we live in? I, there's, most places I go to, the people who are there would not agree with me on a political basis. So I mean, I, I'm, I'm not allowed to go there anymore. I can't have a, a hot dog. I can't have a vegan hot dog from this place because people don't... <laughs> Have the same political opinion as I do? I don't understand that at all.
4: Yeah, I think my bubble would be very small here in Los Angeles if I was only going to go to events and places where, like, well, they're going to agree with me, aren't they?
3: Yeah, you you go to Dennis Miller's house in Orange County, and that's it. <laughs> those are your two choices. I was at one of those places yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Opie now goes into an extremely unfunny Bob Kelly impression. I like when Opie's feeling it, because he really is terrible at this.
4: Well, because Minash gave him 14 czars, which was the oh. uh, the the monetary fund that he, he gave him. And yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm really
0: feeling myself here. Watch this.
4: He's, uh, yeah, he's crushing it now. He's got his audience here.
0: So uh, he goes up to Bill Burr because supposedly Bob Kelly's like, dude,
7: you got to figure this out with Bill Burr, dude. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. we all need to get along, dude. <laughs>
0: What, a whole bunch of phony comedians make believe they get along with each other. They they all despise each other, especially the ones that, that are more famous than them. But they'll sit around publicly, hey, make sure you check out Blah Blah's special. He's the funniest guy in the business. But behind the scenes, they're like, F that guy. Should be me. Dude, 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 you need to figure it out with Bill Burr, dude. Because everyone needs to get along. No, None of those guys get along. So this is all projecting.
3: Now, yeah. Christian, I know that you know comedians who run in, in different circles, probably on the West Coast. I know some on the East Coast here. Opie was always jealous of Howard and always wanted to have Howard's job. So he doesn't like Howard because of that. He doesn't realize that a lot of other people are pretty content with where they're at, and they can be friends with other comics who are maybe doing better than them or not as good as them. It's very possible to have these relationships without being jealous of everyone.
4: Yeah. Not every comedian is rich Voss. All the rest of them are happy for everyone else's success. Voss <laughs> right. is not, but, but I think Colin and Jim and Bob, they're all happy for each other. They like yes. spending time. Yeah. Because they make fun of each other.
3: They obviously do like ball busting and hanging out and hope going, none of these guys even like each other. Cause that's what his radio experience is. You know, it's, it's about ratings or, jealousy obviously he goes on to explain how stupid anthony is for wanting to make up with bill burr who by the way they used to be friends so it's not that crazy
0: to want to do that so so stupid anthony goes you know what i'm gonna work it out with bill burr not realizing that like the stuff he said about bill burr's wife that's a game changer it's a game changer simple as that so anthony's not allowed to try to mend the fence I don't know. I I wouldn't
3: knock Anthony for going up and being like, hey, Bill, you know, can we make up on this? Or what do I need to do? No, obviously, Bill has every right to be like, get the fuck out of my face. Get out out of this club right now. And which he did, which is fine. But I don't have any. Who has a problem with Anthony approaching Bill to say like, hey, man, are, are we cool? I don't I don't know why that's the problem.
4: Yeah, I mean just as a, it's it's fine for Bill to be like, yeah, we're not cool, you know, and, and Anthony's like, I was just trying to say that your wife is Janet Jackson on good times ugly, not ugly ugly, you know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, now that probably
4: wouldn't have helped. No, you're right. Probably wouldn't have. That's probably why I don't have friends. Why I can't Correct. go to the comedy cellar.
3: <laughs> of course, now he's talking about how dumb Anthony is. This is how dumb Opie is. He doesn't even understand the difference here. Between what Anthony was trying to do
0: and what Opie would do with Howard. Jim Norton is one of them. Howard Stern's another one of them. I wouldn't just casually walk up to Howard after all the crap I've said over the years and go, hey, Howard.
3: Yeah, that's because you and Howard were never friends. That's the difference here. Anthony and Bill were friends. Club Soda Kenny's there hanging out with them. They were all friendly. They used to do shows together all the time. So the fact that Anthony would go up and be like, hey, man. It's very different than Opie going up to Howard and Opie has like talked about Howard's kids. got real personal, like some real crazy shit. Howard does not like Opie at all for probably good reason. I don't think Howard likes me either.
4: If the guy that you see on your screen right now walked up to Howard, got close enough to him, do you think Howard would have any idea who that person is? No, definitely not. That's not
3: Opie from Opie and Anthony, and it, and it wouldn't matter because yeah. whoever was with Howard would tackle this guy and yeah. beat the shit out of him yeah. for
4: even getting close to him. All Opie could hope for is to cough on him and ruin the rest of his week. Right. All right. So this is uh,
0: uninformed Opie strikes again. So Bill had every right to be beyond pissed, and I don't even know—I don't even know the extent. I just know in broad strokes that he's been incredibly crappy towards Bill Burr. So he doesn't even know
3: what Anthony said about Bill, like gotten Bill so upset, but he knows for a fact that he sh- should not have even tried to apologize to him or to make up for it.
2: Kevin, do you know what this is? Like why Bill's upset with Anthony? Uh, Bill's upset with Anthony because Anthony's kind of a fucking idiot for going up to him. I don't understand why he even tried to, you know, rekindle this whole thing. What does he think? Bill's not gonna put him in the Mandalorian. There were no Tunisian back alley uh knife fighters in the Star Wars back then. He's not gonna Anthony had nothing to gain from this. Anthony's kind of a fucking idiot.
3: He's kind of a piazza.
2: He's a piazza. What we,
3: yeah, we're we're too old to have what are we gonna have? Friends now? How many friends do we have? Who cares? Who needs why why are we making friends? <laughs> So that's like what piazzas do
2: right what is everybody Ray DeVito I want to be everyone's friend <laughs> Remy, you're a fucking hack <laughs> <laughs>
3: alright that's why I brought Kevin on I was hoping he would shed some light on the subject for us
0: alright I'll be right back to talking about Jim Norton for some reason alright let's now go to Jim Norton and see what he has to say about the big Bill Burr versus Anthony Cumia oh as he's balancing his stupid taint this <laughs> stupid worn out taint right in the middle of the fence well you know uh well uh well uh who can help me more Uh, Bill. obviously Bill Burr can help me more so I gotta lean this way a little bit but you never know Anthony can get hot again Uh,
3: uh, uh. I just discovered something here this is the way Opie thinks. Th- this is the reason why he's saying this is because Opie is only friendly with someone who can help him out for his career. So he's like, he's like, that must be the way Jim thinks. I think Jim genuinely isn't looking for handouts from Bill or Anthony. I think he genuinely likes both of those guys.
4: And uh, you know who could help Opie with his career? Everyone. Literally everyone. Everyone in show <laughs> everyone business in and anyone. out of show business.
3: <laughs> Dude, if Opie listened to like 17 minutes of Who of These Podcasts, he would help him with his career. There's a lot of things he could do to get better, but I just thought... He could do a hey, riddle, riddle. I think he'd be a great guest on that show because he also doesn't know how to improv. <laughs> he fit right da, in. Da, taints! Da, da taints! He Good really is crushing
4: it with the impressions on, the, uh, on today's Jesus episode, Christ. by the way. It doesn't even fucking make sense. So then
3: he contradicts himself. This is all from the same video where he says, why would you try to make up? With Bill, I- I'm not going to make up with Howard. I've said too many terrible things about him.
0: But you casually walk over to Bill like, oh, Bill's going to understand everything by now. We're going to work it out. No, you don't work it out. No. I've said some crazy, outrageous stuff. I've burned a lot of bridges. I'm not going to try to rebuild the bridge. I'm not going to walk up to Howard. Hey, Howard, hi. I did try through... Uh, <laughs> Through people we both knew, Care- I mean, very idiot, carefully. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't approach him with like, "Hey, Howard, why are we trying to work this out?" Obi's a fucking idiot. Okay,
2: Obi <laughs> might be a fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> he just, he just said I wouldn't try to make up with Howard. He goes, "I did try to make up with Howard at one point, <laughs> <laughs> but I did it differently than Anthony did." Okay.
4: Yeah, I had sure. someone else try to do it for me.
3: Yeah, that's better. That's the yeah. better way to do it than just walk up to someone like a man and try to shake their hand. No, that's definitely the way to go about it,
4: Ope. I sent a DM to Ralph Cirillo, thought maybe he could help me out.
11: <laughs> He's such an idiot.
4: And then uh, somebody comments about how uh, Anthony, I guess,
3: destroyed Opie. You know, the fans have to make it so dramatic, obviously.
0: Ant destroyed you last week. I don't I don't care. Anthony has Aunt has no credibility whatsoever. So, oh, did he destroy me? Ugh! Ah! He doing what did jim norton do <laughs> this is jim trying to balance on the fence <laughs> how do i do we this i gotta you. talk to both these guys now oh and hopefully neither other guy will will know that uh, will, will be on to me i should say <laughs> shut up he can destroy me all he wants he has no credibility zero he obviously is very proud of that
4: gym thing he's doing with the fence and the taint yeah which by the way if you are ever actually trying to stay on a fence uh you don't move so much you actually hold still and grab on you you don't rock back and forth and and try to move your hands like the mummy
3: who are you bob levy how do you know so much about sitting on a fence that's very impressive (laughs) sir i love that he goes anthony has no credibility Well, when it comes to broadcasting, he actually has a lot more credibility than a lot of people. He was fired from Sirius XM and decided to start his own network that's been going on for close to 10 years now, where Opie got a job with Westwood One and now has this sad show on YouTube. Listen, I I like the vegetable show, too. Don't get me wrong. You know, Cardiff and, and friends are definitely making it more interesting. But Opie should not be talking about anyone's credibility. That's not the the right thing to to be discussing on this. And then Mr. Doesn't Click on Anything is going to tell you exactly how much responsibility Anthony takes for
0: what's going on in everyone's lives. It's nuts. Anthony Comey hasn't taken responsibility for anything. I need to take responsibility for more stuff. I understand that. But he hasn't taken responsibility for nothing. I'm a revisionist man. Am I a revisionist man? Am I? Why
3: does Opie think he knows anything about what anyone talks about? When he says he doesn't click, he doesn't watch, he doesn't listen, and he's like, "Yeah." And Anthony doesn't even take responsibility. Anthony takes a ton of responsibility. He knows. He knows what he did. Okay. Opie's not fucking why idiot. Opie thinks this. We got it. Opie's <laughs> a relates. fucking idiot. You got me saying,
2: <laughs> Opie's a fucking idiot.
3: Because, because Kevin, you know how this is. It's, it's fine if you want to bury your head in the sand, you can do that, but then don't pop up and be like, yeah, and you know what, that guy's an asshole, and that person said this, and that guy said that. It's like, no, you you don't know anything. You already just said you don't know anything, so don't act like you know shit now. So you got to pick one. It closes up here with Opie explaining that Bill doesn't owe anything to Opie and Anthony. Bill was going to get famous either way. He's a, he's a talent. He's a very talented comedian.
0: That guy was going to be massively famous no matter what, including, I, I saw this online. Uh, the Philly rant, the Philly rant that went viral because of Opie and Anthony. That's why Bill Burr's so famous. He was going to be famous no matter what, brothers and sisters. Can I get an amen? Cheers. Okay.
3: <laughs> Cheers. Now, I have to ask you, Kevin, I know that you're planning on having Opie on uh, Misery Love's Company soon. If he's acting like this, if he's this animated, is this what you're hoping for? Or are you going to uh, kick him off?
2: Oh, no, of course. I always want an animated Opie. The more the piazza, the better.
3: (laughs) He really (laughs) is acting like a piazza on this.
2: Oh, he's a full-blown piazza.
3: He's got way too much self-confidence for some reason during this video. The, The two potatoes and the corn really helped him out. I agree with you. In fact, I'll bring on one of those potatoes who's been waiting patiently. He was rocking out with us a little while ago, but uh, Cardiff Electric, what's happening, buddy? Uh oh. Does he know that he's on? Oh, hello. Ooh.
11: Oh, hello. <laughs> I never know if you're paying attention or not, Cardiff. Really jumped the shark here.
2: Oh, another show with the potato.
11: Great. I know.
3: I know. <laughs> oh, no, you talked to a potato. Yeah, Everyone's talk talking to, a to the potato. potato.
2: Everyone talks to a potato.
3: Now, I'm not going to play any clips of um, the Florida comedian. As we know, that's not happening on the show. But there's some things Mm -hmm. going on that we need to address. Because the Florida comedian, well, he had Godfrey on his show. And they were discussing this incident. And Godfrey, who's a Mm -hmm. black comedian, said that Anthony is going to get punched out next time he goes to the cellar because he's a racist and and everyone hates him and he's going to get punched out. And then Mm. Anthony came on and said, Oh yeah. Is that right? Godfrey. So Anthony decided to go back to the cellar that night after he'd said that, and he brought a black woman as a date and walked into the cellar and hung out there and was pretty much daring Godfrey to come and, and fight him. And so the Florida comedian then tweeted out, for some reason, it's confirmed Anthony did not go to the comedy cellar last night. For some reason, this lying liar decided to lie on Twitter again and go, "Oh, Anthony didn't even go to this thing." And so Anthony's like, "Why would you? Why would you say that? That's so stupid." So that's kind of where we pick things up here on the uh, Anthony Cumia show from yesterday.
1: You think I like make up a story because I just told you know I gave a pretty accurate description of what happened last night uh everything that transpired from the time uh we went into the cellar to when we left and it wasn't one of these insane chad zumach stories so then gnome got up and he took a swing at me with a trombone from you know the band and it went "Mom, mom and i was like holy shit let me see that. That's a good little riff. And I went, and before you know it, we were, I was in the band. <laughs> the end. Chad Zuma. <laughs> you douche sack. <sighs> He's so fucking dumb. And I hate talking about him. I really do. Because it, it gives him it gives him viewers. Because people will then go, oh, what's Chad going to say about this? and and i think that's a big motivator for him uh but he, look he i said it yesterday he should be down on his knees blowing uh all of us <laughs> me carl uh 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 who else does that even even the the uh misery loves uh, company uh guys
3: the potato let's not forget the potato there and The list of people to blow. But I think, Mm -hmm. Kevin, I think you get brought up here. That's good. I agree.
1: All the people, Shuli, all the people that rag on him, Levy, he should be caught every day. Guys, thank you so fucking much. I had no one watching my show. No one. My Patreon was like nothing. And then you start talking about me. You goof on me. I start talking about it. And all of a sudden, do you really think suddenly you got funny, Chad? Do you yes. see,
3: this is actually a very good observation. This was really the whole point of the, uh, the Tampa Accord, was to see what would happen, because it's not like uh, the Florida comedian is all of a sudden a comedian.
1: Suddenly you got funny, Chad?
11: Yes. yes. Now, <laughs> now, although you're not technically violating the Tampa Accord, this is definitely not within the spirit I mean, it's fair enough. of the agreement
1: playing this clip. But please continue. Do you really think that? That somehow, in the course of a few months, you found your chops, you found your comedy fucking zone, or people want to hear your stupid fucking reply to everyone shitting on you. And that's fine, too. I don't care how a man makes his money. But let's be uh, honest here, Chad Zumak, It ain't your hilarity that's making people tune in. Same thing with Stut Joe, Stuttering John. He had nobody watching him. And then, uh, of course, uh, Carl with uh, Who Are These Podcasts starts talking about him. And he started building up a-, a-, a good audience because people just wanted to hear the next stupid thing he'd say that is going to make Who Are These Podcast show. He's making a lot of good points
3: here, Potato. You have to understand. I think even Kevin's agreeing with Anthony, even though he's not a fan of his anymore.
1: It's kind of funny. You, you'd yes. listen to John and go, oh, God, they are absolutely going to rip this apart. And then you watch one of these podcasts and go, oh, yeah, cool. They That part I knew they'd talk about, they're talking about it. This is great. So, you know, it it builds an audience for the, the poor fucks. And Chad's right in that zone, but he'll never admit it, but he knows it. If you're smart enough to actually be able to walk, maybe communicate through some lies, uh, you're smart enough to realize why people are paying attention to you. And now when you watch his little thing spike up, his little internet traffic thing spike up, you'll see uh, that it was because of this and the Godfrey thing and me going to the cellar and me offering you without any fucking uh, uh, hook no pro- $10,000. I'm offering Chad Zuma $10,000 To prove I was not at the cellar last night. Ten grand. And I fucking. I am deadly serious about this. You give me proof. Show me fucking proof. And I will hand you ten grand. Tax free. How about that? There you go. There you're in. I'll even pay the taxes on it. I'll pay the fucking taxes on your ten thousand dollar gift. If you prove I wasn't at the cellar last night. God. I think um I
3: think
11: after was at the cellar. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was wrong about I mean uh, the Florida comedian was wrong about that based on what I'm hearing. How exactly was that uh, transformative content that he <laughs> just
3: It like- wasn't? I just wanted to play the Anthony oh, show okay. out here. She's making a lot of good oh, points. Okay, just check, Carl. If you
4: missed the part where <laughs> Anthony notes. mentioned many times how good Howard these podcasts are and how much uh, how <laughs> much uh, Carl is doing God's work, it, it, that yeah. outweighs the Tampa Accords. Mm. Praise from a radio legend is much more important than the Florida comedian.
3: Yeah, thank you, Christian. Th- this uh, potato gets on with Opie mm. twice a week, and now he thinks he's uh, the king of showbiz over here. thinks he knows how all this stuff works. By the way, Kevin Brennan, some people in the uh, Discord don't believe I have the real Kevin Brennan on because you're not interrupting to read Super Chats. Well,
2: you don't have any Super Chats. Where are all your Super Chats? Why do you (laughs) do this?
3: That is the problem right there. That's why it might not even seem like it's the real Kevin Brennan because you're not used to him not interrupting with Super Chats.
2: (laughs) Yassas. All
3: right. So this is funny because obviously that was more focused on the Florida comedian. But now we're going to bring this back around to Opie because Opie is the exact same guy. Like he needs shit like this to happen for anyone to pay attention to what Opie has to say.
1: Uh, yeah. The opster, you know, Opie's got to do what he's got to do. And let me tell you, it, it, he's just like fucking Zumack and stuttering John. Opie's in the same fucking um, category. He's rich, but he's in the same category of, Oh, he smells like he smells something and goes, Oh, this could get me viewers. And if it involves me, or Jimmy mm-hmm. or something else. But if it involves me and Jimmy and like Bill yeah. Burr and shit, he's creaming himself wanting to talk about it because he knows, again, it's going to get views and it's going to, you know, uh, boost his audience. He wouldn't uh, audience. think he was rich the way he talked in the morning. He's begging for dollars, begging oh, for stars. I just got five dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, so- you sent me $5. Thank you. Ugh. I like Opie, though. He's, he's entertaining. All right.
3: <laughs> and I saw the other day when Cardiff was on, because that's must-see TV right there, Cardiff and Opie. Someone donated $20, and Opie lost his fucking mind. Cardiff had to get the, the guitar out. Mm-hmm. They had to dance for a while. Yep.
11: Like, it was a big bucks. Yeah, big bucks coming in. I, I would like I'd like to ask everybody to tune in this Friday to the opie show uh for thursdays with cardiff returning this friday i promised him over 200 people in the chat so
3: cardiff can i just give you a little piece of
11: advice no
3: why are you calling it thursdays with cardiff and it's on friday mornings this is very confusing for people they're not gonna know when to tune in just make it more easy
11: like what (laughs) friday's (laughs) friday mornings with cardiff is that a little too on the nose? Yes! It's oh. supposed to be on the nose! <laughs> Jesus. You're in marketing, aren't you? Yes, I used oh. to
3: be in marketing.
11: I'll take that under advisement.
3: Maybe you should get a, a trans person to be your spokesperson on there. Maybe that would help you. Get a lot of buzz that way. Mm. That's what a lot mm. of marketing professionals are doing these days. Get a bunch of piazzas promoting your product. Piazzas! All right, so now... Kurt Metzger joins the show. Kurt Metzger is the guest in the second hour of the Anthony Kumi show. And listen, this conversation has moved on. We've moved on from this. We're not talking about it anymore, except for a caller calls in as Kurt is waiting to go on and tries to catch Anthony with uh, a legal issue here, because if Anthony was just at the olive tree, which is the restaurant upstairs in the cellar, then he wasn't technically in the cellar, which means he would owe uh, the Florida comedian ten thousand dollars plus whatever the tax liability is for that and so that's a whole conversation anyway that's not the point the point is kirk metzger who i love i'm a huge fan of his he's on jimmy Dore. he's been on a ton of things he was on with dick recently um he's never heard of the florida comedian lo and behold
1: <laughs> googling jetsu. i don't I know there's a whole the Zuma case you cracked just now. That was uh, huge. Well, Chad doesn't think I was at the cellar last night because he didn't think I had the balls to go down there because Godfrey, uh, Godfrey had said he was going to punch me next time he sees me uh, at the cellar. Whoa. Yeah, I know. So I went Why? down there last night. I went down there.
11: All right, so then
3: it it, uh, it goes out to talk about this uh, this threat from Godfrey and Kurt is like just coming into this cold. He's going, I don't understand what any of this is or what you're talking about.
1: But uh and then me and Bill Burr have kind of a beef and and whatever. And I don't even care about that. Club Soda Kenny, you know. But Godfrey wanted to inject himself into this somehow by using the race card and saying that, you know, I'm a racist and that's why Bill doesn't like me. And so he's trying all this shit and then he said if he ever sees me down at the cellar, this was yesterday. He goes he's going to kick my ass. Well, then I a few hours after he, I heard that, I was at the cellar. I went to the cellar to, with a uh, 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 black chick, you know, because. Um, uh,
0: but wait, but how does Chad Zumach fit into this?
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Chad already, wants yeah. Chad wants to be relevant so bad. And he wants to, uh, he's kind of this, you know, he considers himself a comic. I uh,
11: looked him up. I just looked him yeah. up because I was just like, I didn't know who it was. Yeah, you don't know who it is. You'll can, never can know. Can you pause it right there for is, a second, Carl? His face looks vaguely yeah. He doesn't know who that is? Yeah, he doesn't. Kurt Metzger has been on compound media with. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's the kind of impact he made on him.
11: April 11th, 2017 <laughs> on the that's, Anthony Cumia show. That's
3: hilarious. They were both
11: <laughs> together. He goes, he looks vaguely
3: familiar. <laughs> well, in Kurt's defense, put on a lot of weight since then. So if he's Googling recent pictures, I could see why that'd be a hard time. Who
1: it is? You'll never
3: know I, Chad Zuma's name. It's, his face looks vaguely familiar, so he might be yeah. like red eyes.
1: I don't know. You ever see? Uh, you ever see a boxer's ass? <laughs> That's no. probably what you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, the dog, not the athlete, <laughs> not the sportsman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I assume you didn't see a boxer's ass, but everyone's seen a boxer's ass. I get it. I get it. So he's just trying to, again, inject himself in. He gets views. He gets Patreon followers when he uh, discusses me and shit that's going on with uh, with uh, various comedians and whatnot. And then Godfrey was doing Chad's podcast. I don't know why, again, even it's even too low for fucking Godfrey to be on. And that's where the threat came in. So I figured I was going out with uh, an old intern of us, uh, uh, Francine, who used to be at NEW with me. Uh, and I had this plan for a few days already. She goes, oh, I'm in town. So I'm like, yeah, let me go down to the comedy cellar. She's uh, She was uh, born in Rwanda. She's a, a Tutsi. All right.
3: So that's the <laughs> latest that's going on here and all this controversy around. Anthony and Bill and the comedy store and Opie and Godfrey and a bunch of Piazzas. Uh,
4: what is uh Cardiff's punishment for saying the name of the Florida comedian a, a moment ago? I didn't Ooh, want to interrupt the flow, did. but uh, does he have to get carted off to the, what to the Hague or something? I mean, he has to answer for these war crimes.
11: Yeah. We'll, we'll determine that. that. I've been punished enough for being the face of this.
4: <laughs> I <bit>. think, think <laughs> that's, that's about point. right.
11: <laughs> that's a good point
3: yeah yeah it's kind of like what i said to uh gino where i'm like ah, don't press charges i mean the damage has already been done you know it's fine what, what else can you do to, <laughs> this, this potato he's gone through mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. um one more quick clip because opie had the guy uh dabblers
11: unanimous you guys know who that is Mm-hmm. doing a show with him tomorrow <laughs>
3: You're doing a show with them, Cardiff? Of yes. course you are.
4: Discussing Van Halen 3. Well, the Gary Sharon record? I'll be there yes. for that, Cardiff. I love that.
3: <laughs> yeah, what a great topic. What do you think about Dabblers Unanimous, Kevin? Did you know about him? He's a fucking hack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is funny because uh, Opie has him on, and Opie admits that he's not doing a great show right now and that it could be a lot better. that Give when I in. found
7: out...
0: Sorry, give me some insight on on this whole world because it's frustrating because like I've had an amazing career. I'm going to be a little cocky right now. I've I've seen the world through my radio shows over the years. Mm -hmm. Now I'm doing this and just having fun. I know I could develop something way better than this, but I don't know if I want to. And then I have these shows like yours, Christopher, who haven't done anything in their lives, taking shots at me. (laughs)
14: <laughs> I understand. I understand that totally. Uh, so
3: Opie's trying to say that we can't goof on him because he's had more success in radio than we have. So that would mean there's only a few people in the world that could possibly goof on, like Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern. I might throw Artie Lang in there. The very few people are allowed to goof on Opie mm-hmm. just because of the career that he had. And, of course, uh, Dabbler's unanimous on here. He's just like, oh, yeah, I know you're right. Oh, my bad. Oh
11: kind of puts it out there. When you're right, you're right.
4: It's why <laughs> right. Cardiff shouldn't talk bad about Van Halen 3 because Van Halen 2 was so good. Van Halen 2 is phenomenal. Exactly. And um I got to see
3: Van Halen live when Gary Sharon they were touring for the Van Halen 3 album with Gary Sharon. And I won tickets to like go to the sound check and everything. And uh a little disappointed a little disappointed in <laughs> that, that show. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a David Lee Roth era Van Halen fan. Not a lot of that going on at that show.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I understand there were uh, plenty of tickets available uh, for, <laughs> yeah,
3: for that I tour. Know. When I say one ticket, so like, "The radio station's just like, here, yeah. kid, <laughs> take these. No one else wants them." All right, that's enough on all of this drama for this week. We have important things to do, mm-hmm. like catch aliens, and yes. Hannah is here. And if Hannah is ready, oh boy, Hannah's coming in from her beautiful living room.
14: What? <laughs> you weren't
3: oh, were trying to do God, that? You're Hold a fucking on.
11: idiot.
14: I don't even know what I'm <laughs> okay. She doesn't
4: even no. know what
11: room she's in.
14: I know. It's been a long day.
11: Can I just say this episode of To Catch an Alien is dedicated to my half-brother, whose birthday it is today. I want to All wish right. my brother, my half brother Grant, a happy birthday. <laughs>
7: Jesus Christ.
11: Okay, you're the worst, person. It is my brother's
3: birthday today. Ooh. Just, just so you guys know. <laughs>
11: I think that's what the potatoes referring to. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is a little awkward. I didn't know that we were half siblings.
11: It's time for everyone's favorite game show to catch. An alien. Are you ready to play? To catch an alien? Christian? That's me. <laughs> Who I've never heard <laughs> hey. of before.
12: How would you possibly change <clears throat> China? Because, li- like you said, you're not the first person that I've heard this from. You know, say say Rob uh, makes a million a year. And I go to Rob, and I know he can't afford this. Rob says, uh, I need $50 million. Sure. Here's 50 million. No interest. Oh, thanks, Tommy. Interest-free. Thank Thank Interest-free. Thank you. But I know now that Rob owes me now that uh-huh. 50 million and for the rest of his life I'm going to have him do Oh, Rob, don't say Tommy in a bad way. Oh, Rob, don't compete with me. <laughs> you got to find me first. I'm heading to Costa Rica. But you know, but that's what you're saying China's doing with not just the US. They're they're doing this with multiple countries to then have such power over them. What's your thoughts on the whole China and Taiwan thing? I mean, do do you think anything will happen with that at all? Everybody, you know, everybody acts like, well, they're waiting to see what Russia and Ukraine are going to do. Russia and Ukraine have been going at this forever. I mean, they were the Soviet Union. I mean, why were we even involved in this other
11: What did Tommy say next? Here are your choices. Number one, money laundry. <laughs> B, Putin wants a lake house in Ukraine. Next, cobalt mines for the batteries. Four, Crimea. Is that how you say it? Lastly, Hunter Biden and his laptop to catch an alien. Now,
3: what's great about this game is that all of those should be wildly incorrect. But we know that just about all of them are possible. and There's maybe one exception in there that I don't think is possible. But what do I know? So I always go first this game. Producer Chris isn't here to write this shit down. So everyone remember what their response was because I won't. I would love to hear
11: at the end which one you think is impossible.
3: I will. Okay. I will tell you which one I think is impossible. Um, I'm going to go with number four, Crimea. Is that how you say it? I think is uh, is where he's going with this. Uh, Christian, what do you think, buddy? I'm going with uh, Cobalt Mines. Okay. I like that one. Uh, Kevin Brennan, you ever play uh, games on shelves before? You must love this.
2: No, games are fucking stupid. <laughs> but I think the metrosexual Ray DeVito said, uh, number one, money laundry? Because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs>
3: okay, that's that's a good answer. Hannah, what do you think?
14: Uh, I think it's Cobalt Mines.
11: Okay. So is that two Cobalt Mines? Yes. yes two for Cobalt Mines. Okay. Uh, Carl with cri- cri- Crimea and uh, Kevin... Brennan hack for number one money laundry. All right, let's find out. So wait, which one did you think it was Was the uh, uh, impossible one? Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, I, oh. I agree with that. I think it's
3: impossible. <laughs> that was the one I'm like, That's, That's yeah. even too dumb for Tommy. But yeah. pff, who knows? This guy's let's pretty watch. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's a fucking idiot.
12: He's a fucking idiot. Everybody, you know, everybody acts like, well, they're waiting to see what Russia and Ukraine are going to do. Russian and Ukraine have been going at this forever. I mean, they were the Soviet Union. I mean, what? why were we even involved in this other than money laundering? I oh! don't know. I'm a fucking winner. That's for another <laughs>
3: yeah, money laundering. <laughs> Ray DeVito said that.
11: Retrosexual Ray DeVito. Nice job. There's, some, there's something to the rookie The yep. rookie playing this game. You're right. It's the way it's been played out lately. Mm-hmm. Lucy,
3: tight box, got it last time. Hannah won on her first try. She's done nothing since. She yeah, I felt good about herself. my choice.
4: And then Hannah seconded my guess. So I was like, all right, I won't be winning <laughs> today. Like, that
3: can't be right.
4: <laughs> as long as the potato didn't win, I don't care.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you, Kevin. See, Kevin and I agree that the
4: potato is too much with this potato. That's why he's on the show right now. Kevin's, Kevin's more of a corn diff guy, if I had to guess. Yeah. They're all hacks. <laughs>
12: <laughs> <laughs> for John, the other what, do, what do you see happening with that?
11: That's all for this time. Asian woman. Come back next time to find out if you have to catch. That seemed racist. An alien. It did. I don't know why you put that in there. Brought to you by Subreddit Surfing, Mondays at 8 p.m. on YouTube. Subscribe today.
3: All right. All right. Another fantastic game of to catch an alien and uh kevin brennan wins that round congratulations guys what have we done today we've done it all i'm gonna tell you right now we checked out hey riddle riddle lots of improv and singing and drops and sound effects i'm still laughing
11: what a fun fun show um, Can I ask that everyone tweets to Kevin Brennan congratulating him on winning to catch an alien on <laughs> WATP? Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's a great because idea. So I think he will enjoy that. Not a bad idea. Uh, Ski
3: Mask Collective made Cringe of the Week because of Stevie Lou. We had a couple song parodies from Ian Daniel, Mr. Magenta. Opie going hard at Jim Norton for some reason. I'm, still doesn't make sense to me, but apparently Jim's the bad guy. When Bill Burr doesn't want to talk to Anthony. So go mm-hmm. figure how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously we caught an alien. So you know what that means? It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The the teaser. The next week's the teaser. <laughs> this teaser. The teaser. The teaser. The teaser. is the
7: teaser.
3: The teaser. <laughs> part of the show. We play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing on the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts, which is happening this weekend. We are just ten days out from the live show in Philly. And I'm happy to say that Dick Masterson will be joining me on the show this weekend coming up to get ready for our live show together, and this is the show that we'll be reviewing
10: uh welcome to maintenance phase. The podcast. That doesn't talk about myths when we talk about fat.
7: Okay. (laughs) I'm trying to blend your first book and your second book. My two mouthfuls of titles. (laughs) (laughs) 19 when we myth about fat. I'm Aubrey Gordon. I'm Michael Hobbs.
3: Maintenance phase, a suggestion from Daniel Ogburn. That should be a lot of fun for us to check out with uh, Dick Masterson. Coming up, I want to thank you, Christian Blatt. You brought a lot of clips today. There were so many puzzies and so many riddies. Yep, you couldn't help yourself. Nope, <laughs> but you did. You did find a. You did find a, a winner of a show to review. I'm glad we didn't do the D and D show because I just can't take the the cool. dice rolling. Anymore. well you
4: know what the fact that producer chris wasn't here makes me glad that we didn't do the D show because then he would have missed it so uh maybe the next yeah. time i'm on we can all you sit know how much back he loves that. Some yeah D&D.
3: yeah he's probably playing magic the gathering with his friends right now if i know <laughs> producer chris That's probably what he's up to uh kevin oh uh, uh, christian i'm sorry i'm not we're not done talking to you um people should check out the blatt cast where can they find
4: that You can uh, find it uh, wherever you find podcasts, Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And you can find our YouTube channel. Uh, We have uh, been celebrating 10 years for the whole 10 years, Uh, but uh, you can find an episode with Dana Carvey, another with John Levitz, and one with Carl and, uh, Believe it or not, Cardiff was on my show once, uh, but I don't think he remembers. He must have uh, been drinking a lot. And uh, earlier today, I recorded the first ever appearance of yours truly on "Would You Kindly?" with E-Rock and Brian Johnson. We were supposed to talk about David Letterman, and instead, we talked about Married with Children, Little House on the Prairie, and the bike shop episode of Different Strokes. So please tune in for that later in the week. <laughs> the I love bike episode. shop episode. It's the best That's one. A fun one. That's I could never watch buzz. WKRP in Cincinnati after that episode.
11: Yes.
3: All right. So, yes, people should definitely check out the Blackcast. Thank you, Christian. You're always fantastic. Kevin Brennan hopped on today. Kevin, you're on uh, Misery Loves Company. Do you want to promote anyone else's shows while you're here? Yeah, I want to promote uh, at uh, OP Radio. <laughs> oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. At Opie Radio. I who gives maybe...
11: a shit? Who gives a fuck? I
3: thought maybe you'd have another show that you wanted to... To promote while you're here. Oh,
2: yeah, and that, uh MLC Podcast. Okay,
3: that's <laughs> right. Sure. I gave two chances at it. To Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thanks for coming on, buddy. I appreciate that.
2: You're a fucking idiot.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I might be. That mm-hmm. could be true. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to uh, hear some voicemails and probably read some reviews in a minute, so everyone's allowed to hang out for that. Or if uh, you have better things to do, that's cool, too. But I do want to say please, Join us again next time because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts. Sleep well, everypony.
8: Farting in the mosh pits of morning radio. And now the show is over now. Mm, okay.
13: Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
3: Let's get right into reviews. Hannah, what are we doing today? Are we re-reading more reviews of people who didn't enjoy the nudes that are up on our patreon and supercast
14: no i was trying to can we do voicemails first i have some yes. d- yelling to stop
2: shut that fucking dog up
14: I, i'm trying uh.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, you should do a, you should do a really florida either. comedian impression because he's the one who complains about the dog
7: barking uh,
4: carl i'd like to uh, start the voicemail segment uh in a truly terrible way can you play my clip 48 from like two hours ago because <laughs> yes, they have right. a voicemail song They have a voicemail song, and I wanted to save it for your voicemail segment. Perfect. All right. Thank you for reminding me.
3: What's with the mix? I I, I don't understand. If you're going to do a parody... The vocals have to be high in the mix so I can make out what the fucking person's saying. Even the original, the, the vocals are way higher in the mix on that song.
4: Yeah, no, that was no Tommy Shaw in there. Not good. All right, let's do some, some, some great
3: guitar work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I should not have apologized for the Tampa Accord, according to this voicemailer, who I'm just going to warn people, loves the F-slur, this
8: one. Big fan of it. Mm. Dude, why are you apologizing for the fucking stupid little Tampa Accord? It was obviously a fucking bit. Any, I so help me God, anybody who got upset and emotional over the Tampa Accord is a fucking faggot and should end their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, what kind of a fucking faggot loser piece of shit do you gotta be? The child is in Tampa, of course. I, it. Go fuck yourself, you fucking faggot. All right. Go fuck yourself.
3: There are some uh, threads on Reddit that I'd love for you to get involved with, sir. <laughs> you seem like you have some fun opinions on that. By the way, someone in the Discord, uh, O, is saying that uh, the rabbi, which is uh, Dabblers Unanimous, is on with Opie Live right now. Uh-oh, Cardiff. uh Uh-oh. <laughs> I hope he's got a new front and new guitar playing friend over there. It's okay. I yeah, offer okay. things
11: that the rabbi can't. That's true. Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Shellfish.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: All right. How silly of me, Carl. I'll I'll sing that part for you. <clears throat> Can you put the track on for me? I'll give you a, I'll give you a second. <laughs> what was that? All right, was that better than Patrick Michael? Okay, go fuck yourself.
3: All right, no more cord karaoke on the voice. voicemail. Please <laughs> put a moratorium on that. <laughs> uh, do we have to sign papers for that, or can I just announce it? Yes. Kind <laughs> <We> all... <laughs> already organizing. He's already sending off emails to people. All right, uh, let's talk about the creep off website, which has been down for. I think over a month now.
8: Hey, Carl, long time, first time. What the fuck's going on with the creep off website? How come you haven't addressed this on the show yet? That your website's been down for like, what's that? Like three months now, and it's just unavailable. The creepoff.com. What happened to that? Do you right, do you plan on talking about this on this show? Because I can't fucking find the creep off to hear what you're talking about over there. It's gone off the internet. What am I gonna do? Listen on Patreon? Go fuck yourself. Call me back.
3: Okay, so this person doesn't realize that The Creep-Off is available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So the website is down, that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, We were originally told it was hacked, but I think the hosting company just fucked up. And uh, so that's been down. We got to figure that out. But The Creep-Off has not gone away. The Creep-Off is still going strong. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to The Creep-Off. You can also watch us live on YouTube on The Creep-Off channel on YouTube every Monday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time on uh youtube slash i don't know i have to creep off something like that you'll find it you'll find it if you look hey guys scott stapp called into the show this is exciting anyone here a creed fan kevin brennan you a creed fan
11: wide open. Creed
4: wide it sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do i agree he's more of an altar bridge guy
8: hey carl this is scott stapp it's uh, i heard the last episode and uh... How's that guy going to pretend to burn Murray with, without even trying to do the voice? I mean, it's not that hard. Fucking brief hearts. Anyway, congrats on 400 episodes. Coming back. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what
3: a terrible impression, but I still enjoyed it for some reason. So I'll give him credit for it. All right, hmm. this one's mean.
10: Charles, man, of Matt. Just listening to the latest episode. You wanted to get rid of that ticket to uh, Philly. I got an idea. Maybe get some contestants to figure out how many of those fucked up, fucked teeth are in your face. Call me back.
11: All of them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> guess how many teeth are in my face I want to take into the shell. It's a very mean cut. I feel like that was mean-spirited.
2: The internet's fucking mean. <laughs>
3: yeah, these voicemailers. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Uh, all right. Nate from Flint has a question
8: for us. Oh my God, Carl, Nate from Flint, Michigan. Tell me there will be a tickle fights with Chris component two Saturdays from now in Philadelphia. Hmm. Cardiff will work in a pinch, but you know, something about that hmm. vaguely Croatian marsupial face of Chris gets a guy <laughs> questioning a few things.
11: Call me back. All right. Nate wants to have a tickle fight with Chris. I'm Sure. We could arrange that. The vaguely Croatian face. That's a very good description is being mauled by her dog right now.
14: Always. They're wild because wow. they've been cooped up.
4: Do you if, feed uh, these if, dogs? It doesn't look like you do. If
3: what?
4: Chris doesn't want a tickle fight, he should say so right now.
3: That's right, Chris. All right. Sounds like he wants it. All right. He's in. <laughs> done and done.
10: All right. Hey, Carl. Hi. I think we're really in the golden age of WATP right now. You know, the last few episodes since like, since the, the Jack-Up review show, oh, gets me every time. And, uh, Ash on the fat lips, that, well, she's brought in every sense of the words. Can't stop laughing at it. It's so funny. And, uh, Joe and Opie, they've been getting more insane by the minute. And it's great, great for this show. I love it. And that doesn't even stop there, you know. The voicemail segment got all of our review girls, Cardiff and Casey, and you know Vic's always there to fill in when you need her too, and can't mm-hmm. can't complain about that. The the stuttering John song contest that was really, mm-hmm. oh that was really something, and can't wait to see what the opie contest brings. The first 300 episodes of the show, are really something. Can't see, can't <laughs> wait to see what the next hundred bring. All right, peace out. Mm.
3: I think this person is trying to say that we used to be doing better than we're doing now. <laughs> if I were to try to translate that.
11: How yes. dare you? Yes, sir? that's correct. I
3: dare <laughs> How dare
11: you? That was my intent. <laughs>
3: okay. And you know, what's funny is my, my first thought was like Cardiff wants to take credit for everything, but it probably was Cardiff. He's fucking everywhere all the time. Why would I even question that for a second? Thank you. All right. Kevin, you have Cardiff on your show ever again? Card's a fucking idiot. All
8: right, that sounds like a no. <laughs> All right. cards, oh, man Matt and i going to give this a whirl. Blinded by the cards. Wrapped up like a douche. Another gym locker to break in. Blinded by the cards. The potential for cash always will be right back in. Blinded by the cards. Fucking LA Fitness has so many nice lockers. Yeah, fuck the Z-Man. Over it. See ya. All
3: right, we don't talk about that anymore on the show. As everybody knows, we're abiding by that. Hey, uh, "Blinded by the Light." Does anyone know what band sang that song?
4: I'll get to you first. Question: Manfred Mann.
3: That's right, Manfred Mann's Earth Band.
4: Yes, yeah, sorry. I, Did you love that Earth of? Band part, but uh. I
3: thought it was Foghat.
4: <laughs> I thought it was Jethro Tull. <laughs>
2: You, see,
3: you ever see Jethro Tell they got a real piazza who plays flute in that bad? I used to love the flute.
2: Fantastic.
3: <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Okay. That's different. Um all right. Oh, apparently considering John's not the only one who says laughing his ass off a lot.
8: Hey Carl, dumbass. Hey, um, just so you know, I know that you and your your little buddies like to make fun of John for saying we laughed our asses off. We laughed our asses off. Do you know who else says that all the time? Hmm. Kumia says it all the time. He says it every show. It's not funny for either of them.
3: And you know what that just reminded me of? Somebody put together a compilation. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's for W-A-T-S. But apparently I have a crutch I was not aware of out here. (laughs) Holy shit. What is going on? Holy shit. (laughs) Holy shit. Holy shit. Right? Like, holy shit. Holy shit. All right. So apparently I say holy shit a lot. I don't (laughs) want to talk about it anymore. I don't know why I brought it up. There is. Oh, we did play the uh, super cut from Sittering John's book on the bonus show. 27 times he talked about people laughing their asses off. And uh, we we played every instant of it because everyone needs to hear that. Jeff from Buffalo, we uh, I think Andy asked like if you're a Bert Kreischer fan, can you call in and explain this to us because we can't figure it
8: out. Hey Carl, this is Jeff from Buffalo. Uh, you wanted us to weigh in on why people like the Bert podcast. First of all, Tom always makes it funny. Second of all, I think the reason that we we as in people that actually listen to Bert like him is just because he's a likable person and no matter what stupid shit he says we're gonna laugh at it because he's just like a likable dude he's someone that I you'd want to hang out with because you know it'd be a good time um maybe everything all his jokes aren't all that funny but because he's such a likable dude I think that's why we listen I mean let's be real is the one with all the jokes uh and uh so with that i weigh in on the debate and fuck you carl call me back.
11: we use a lot of words to explain that you find him likable we get it thank you (laughs) can he call in for saturday and tell us why he listens to this show
3: yeah i know who's (laughs) likable on this show other than cardiff i'd love to know Speaking of unlikable, Hannah, do you have um, some reviews? I sure that do. You want to read for us? Yes. All right. What do we What Are we do? We reading WATP reviews or what are we doing?
14: WATP reviews.
3: Okay, let's do it.
14: Okay, this is from Wire Transfer. Yuppie nerd bullies washed up boomers.
3: Hmm. Is that the subject line or the whole thing? That's the
14: whole thing. It's no. I'm going to guess that's a five
3: star. Yeah, right? that's a five star review. Yes. It is. Um, Thank you very much for that.
14: Yes. Uh, The next one is from MMKG. Drunk dude bros will love this.
3: (laughs) That is our target. That is our target audience. I'm like Bud Light. We embrace the drunk frat bros out there. Is that a five-star review?
14: It's a one-star review. What? They were not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I've got one more. (laughs)
13: Fucked up. (laughs) Uh,
14: This is from Dr. Tank Pro Bat. Uh,
3: Hold on. Before you read that, Hannah, Christian, do you have a bell that you want to hit too? Does everyone have a fucking bell? Everyone's got got a fucking bell. What am I doing? I don't have a bell. All right. I guess I got to get a bell. All right. Or a dog that jumps on me.
14: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You're in a different room every time, Mm -hmm.
3: Hannah. How big is your house? It's like you live in a mansion.
14: No, it's actually, it's not a big house. I just never go in any other room except that office until now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dr. Tank (laughs) Pro Bat. Typical alt-right podcast spewing hate on other, more successful podcasts. Almost everything is clipped out of context, and the two hosts don't understand the first thing about the podcast they are reviewing. Don't support these guys. Let them wither in the dark instead, together with their extremist views and listeners.
3: I want that to be the new description of the show. I'm going to put that on our website. That's That nailed it. That sums it up perfectly. Um, that almost sounded angry enough to be a one star, Hannah.
14: Five stars. Yeah. All right.
3: So you threw me off with that second mm-hmm. one. All right. Very good. I appreciate that. All right, that's all I got for today. Uh, Anything else? That any more (laughs) clips from the board
4: there, Christian? I've got uh, I've got fifty more (laughs) clips from Hey Riddle Riddles, so buckle yourselves in. (laughs) Here we go, part two, (laughs) going into overtime.
3: (laughs) All right, thank you so much, Christian. Always good to talk to you, buddy.
4: Always happy to be on. Lovely to see everyone, and uh, nice to meet you, Cardiff.
3: Yeah, same here. (laughs) watch <laughs> it wasn't that nice
4: <laughs>
3: and uh mm. and uh B Dabbler Al Harible, B Brennan thank you for coming on buddy thank you Carl oh we got to hear the other fake voice that he does <laughs> all of them and and <laughs> Hannah nice. always good to see you thanks for rushing home to be on the show today
14: <laughs> good to see you guys
3: alright take care everybody
14: mm.
7: Okay, bye. okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's g- over. <laughs> that was a great episode. That was really great. Okay, bye.
0: Go fuck yourselves. Have a good week.
7: What's with the dancing around the shit? I stink.
5: You hate me. Great. Goodbye.
0: I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh,
7: bye, okay. okay, bye. This is it. It's over. Okay. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Hey, bye. goodbye. Jesus, I gotta go. This is getting stupid. Bye, guys.
7: Okay, bye. <laughs>
3: I don't know why that cracks me up every time.
13: (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot.
2: Stop a
8: muffin,
13: this.
2: Because I'm a fucking idiot. You're a fucking
13: idiot.